Hey, y'all. Welcome back to a, another episode of the Chase Must Podcast, the Sunday, April 17th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Must Podcast. One day before my birthday, actually. I turn 31 tomorrow. Um, that's kind of wild. But uh, before we get into today's show, let me uh, go ahead and remind you guys that if you're not already, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you get your podcast, so that you never miss a future episode. Um, if you're already subscribed, make sure you hit that pause button right now and go ahead and leave this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you get your podcasts. If you'd like to watch this program, guess what? You can do so. Uh, YouTube.com, type in the Chase Must Podcast, hit that subscribe button. That easy, that simple. Go ahead and take care of that today for the pod. Um, on today's show, yeah, we got a jam-packed show for you guys. The sports reporters we have indeed reassembled with uh, the, the Daily Beast, Robert Silverman, and of course, the great Detroit Free Press, Andrew Hammond, plus Atlanta sports guys, we're back as well. Uh, Garrett Chapman and Max Markovich, all things Hawks, Falcons, and Braves on this edition of the Atlanta sports guys. So jam-packed show for you folks today. Hope you guys enjoy it. And um, yeah, don't forget, you uh, can also read me. Yeah, putting a lot of written content out um, as we make this pivot um, and on the writing front. So sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button uh, over there at sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Type your email. That simple. Become a subscriber today so that you never miss any of my written content. I'm writing a lot of sports stuff, uh, movie stuff, TV stuff, all kinds of great uh, content for you guys as I build out that newsletter. So go ahead and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a future post for me on that front um but yeah there you go um follow me on twitter chase them underscore thomas like the facebook page at facebook.com slash chase thomas writer all right uncle darren let's go chase thomas pod the chase thomas podcast um my nephew needs me to record see i hate i already hate it i hate it all right, we're back. The sports reporters, we have indeed reassembled. I just noticed that Bob has a gargoyle or something behind him in that bottom uh, portion of the video pod. Bob, I'm distracted. The ADD has taken over. What is that I'm looking at over there? What is Where? That? You mean? Uh, th- there. Right? Yes. There? Yes. That is a, it's a sculpture that my uh-huh. mom did. It's not a gargoyle. Okay. It is in one game that was popular among urban youths in the 1940s uh-huh. was this game, which you can all Google at home if you'd like to uh-huh. learn more, called Johnny on the Spot. I've heard of this. Okay. Jo- the way that Johnny on the Spot works, this uh-huh. is in sort of urban areas where there are no ball fields of any kind, um, mm-hmm. is one kid takes his two arms and presses them up against a building. Okay. Okay. And, you know, like planks and spreads uh-huh. his legs wide so he's, or she's, Leaning up against the building, legs spread wide, making a foundation. Okay. And then two sets of teams on each side. And one by one, a kid jumps on that kid's back until they all fall over. Okay. That's the game. So is the game like you're supposed to see how long you can just stay upright? Like see how can... long you can stay there with tons and tons of kids jumping on top of you until you fall. Did you play this game growing up? Yes, I was alive. I was a kid in the 1950s. <laughs> this is a thing. That, that, that I well, I didn't know you didn't say that it stopped. Like, I didn't know it just went away. 
No, I wasn't playing Johnny on the spot. I didn't grow up in New York City, Bob. I don't know what y'all are playing without the other options. I don't know. You said it was an urban city type thing, and I didn't know what that actually entailed. I will, I will, let's, let's move the sculpture out of the frame and so you're not distracted. The sculpture's still in the frame. You moved it. Right. Now it's even more in there. All right, fine. But there's better lighting on me, so I'm happy. And apologies to Miss Silverman on the matter. Right. I it was just a it was an observation. It's a nice I, sculpture. I, I don't have I don't have I don't have totems to Satan in my house as I yeah. assume most of your viewers believe. Yeah, no, it's a cool thing. I just I'm a gothic architecture type guy. I love driving by old churches and like gothic stuff. Oh, that's and cool. yeah. yeah, so I'm a fan. I, I'll Silverman. bring it forward as soon as Andrew's done with this coffee, and we'll all take a closer look. Is that what Andrew just departed to do? Do we know? Yeah, you did. There's a message in the chat. You can read it. Oh, see, I don't uh, look at. Okay, there he is. Um, he's grabbing his. Dun- I think he takes his Duncan uh, Black, right? Doesn't he do Duncan Black hot coffee like you? I don't know. I don't do black. I use a lot of milk and sugar. Do you really? I will, I, yeah, I want a big glass of milk and sugar that's coffee flavored. Interesting. I would not have guessed that would be you, Bob. Although I am trying to cut out sugar. So right now I'm just doing coffee and almond milk. Mm-hmm. Hippie. <laughs> almond milk's good though. I like almond milk. I moved off almond milk a while ago. I am I think I became lactose intolerant in uh my adult life. I think that happened one day and I was like, why am I getting oh I just can't handle it anymore. So I moved off That's possible. Yeah. It's very possible. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm not a dairy guy anymore, really. So I don't do like whole milk i don't do like yeah. processed milk uh i watched a documentary on like the process of like making milk mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm good yeah I'm good. all factory farming is pretty horrific if you just peek behind the curtain for a this is the whole thing is like you should never want to like anything that tells or it's like here's a peek behind the curtain you've already lost me because i'm like it's gonna be bad there's never a good peek behind the curtain thing is there is there ever a good peek behind the curtain i don't think any of it's good Uh, yeah sometimes but yeah most of it is hey here's a peek behind the curtain and it's one of those things where especially with food Mm. where you no pun intended you know how the sausage is made yeah mm-hmm. but but you know, then when you actually see how oh, the God, sausage is made you're just like you know what all right be careful here andrew sausage is my favorite food like sausage no no is i'm made. not even talking about i'm not even talking about sausage i'm talking about yeah. like some of the other things any you know. mass industrial food preparation plant oh man <laughs> oh yeah no um a watching, litany of nightmares it's watching, just you'll, watching you'll, you'll, food, you'll go vegan in a second watching <laughs> food ink mm-hmm. um and i i thought it was just about the food industry and mm-hmm. like you know hey this is this is why prices are this price. I, I went into it with a very naive, uh, and this is when I was young and stupid, uh, mm-hmm. a very, you know, Chase, you know, you, you relate. Um, I love those. I stuff. turned 31 in, in, on Monday. Eh, well, congratulations. Happy buddy. birthday. I tax know. day. People call like, I don't know how that worked out, but I'm on April tax birthdays, day a lot. Man. I'll drink. <laughs> Bless, Bless you. you. Excuse me. Jinx. There you go. I, what am I? Oh, I'm. I shouldn't talk. I have to be like unjinxed. Yeah, it's okay. You can talk. Yeah, but I was gonna say it's food ink. Um, I don't that jinx crap is whatever. But watching food ink, I was like, <laughs> oh my god. And so at the time in my apartment, mm-hmm. I was living next to a 
McDonald's. And right down the street, we had a local place in Wichita called mm-hmm. Spangles, which was, you know, a great place. It, and it's like, think of checkers or rallies, but with like bigger burgers. Ooh, so, yeah. It's probably good. Um, I love me oh, some checkers. Very good. Very yeah. good. Very good. So it's like I'm down the street from two places who operate in this fast food mindset. And I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> I've done so many bad things. And so, you know, typical because I'm young and stupid. I went to McDonald's like right after the movie. <laughs> That's yeah, I just don't want to know. It's nutshell. just like one of those things where I don't know, like it's even buying clothing and stuff. When people take stances on certain things where I'm like, I've got some bad news. There's no way around it, man. If you're going to try and buy clothing that's only made in the right conditions, I don't know what you're down to. Like, if you're are only going to buy... We're really, we're really reaching the there's no such thing as ethical consumption under capitalism plateau this early in the show. That's that's we, where I'm at. I, I mean, yeah. I... I, I yeah, push, Bob. It's 2022. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. That's how this everybody wants to start. Yeah. Soylent green as people. Hello. <laughs> Which... Takes place in 2022, so you know, congratulations, mm. okay. everybody. A very, a very quick story. When my sister and I were back when I was a youth, we mm. uh, this is going to sound like such a rich kid thing, but I swear it's not. We were my family and I. We lived in Italy most summers because there was an American artist colony there, so we were living in Italy for two and a half months out of the year, every year from when I was till I was about eleven. Um, Again, I know, I know. It sounds like a rich kid really? thing. <laughs> you did the French art. You did the French uh, yes. artist school, and now, or French actor school. Now you're yes. talking about summers. That's why I'm like, hold back, hold back. Okay, cool. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Don't hold back. Um, in any case, we were there. It, it, uh, it was because my father knew all these sculptors. Talking into the sculpture, <laughs> um, who were uh, living in a nearby town near Carrera which is where Michelangelo got all his sculpture from. So there was this American artist colony that was established there. So we were there a lot of the time. In mm-hmm. any case, at one point we go, everyone decides they're going to this restaurant that's on the top of a mountain in uh, in Luca. And it's not really a restaurant as much as it's this, this one person's house and farm. And they can seat, you know, X number of people and it's whatever you make. And it's an eight hour Italian meal. But so you get there at around noon and then the meal is over at 10. So anyway, we get there at noon. And while we're waiting, my sister and I are playing on the farm. And my sister goes and plays with all the rabbits. And she's having fun playing with and petting all the rabbits that are on the farm. And at one point, the chef slash owner sees a rabbit that my sister particularly likes. And he sort of grabs the rabbit by the ears and is sort of like pointing it and being like, you like, you like, you want this rabbit? You like, you mm-hmm. like, you want. And my sister and I both understood enough Italian at the point to say like, oh, he's saying, do we want this? And my sister thought she was getting a pet rabbit. <laughs> oh, no. As opposed to a course in the meal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! My uh, that's a f around and find out moment. Yeah, we had to say no. We can't take a rabbit. You can't have a pet rabbit. Sort of gently lead her away from the not actual petting zoo. How old was she when this happened? And lied to her about the fact, like whatever the about the chicken course that we got later. Yeah. <laughs> how, how how old was she? Uh, I think she was probably five. 
Oh no! Yeah, she was five. I think I was eight. <laughs> uh, Have you ever had rabbit? Yeah, I ate it that night. That's did you I, really? Yeah. Did that you tell your sister? Course? Not till years later. I think we were teenagers. Okay. So I told her to torture her like years after the fact. Yeah, yeah like, hey, right. do you remember? Hey, remember that remember one that, time? You remember you that bunny? bunny? Yeah. Remember that? You ate it. Here <laughs> comes Peter Cottontail. Hop it into the boiling pot of water. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting skinned alive. Like, I wanted, my mom told, like, I was like complaining to my mom. And I was like, why can't we have it? Why can't we have it? Why can't we have it? My mom was like, look, you can't tell your sister, but this is not <laughs> a pet. This is food. And they're going to unfortunately take that rabbit's life. And I think my initial response was, can I watch them kill it? <laughs> Wow. I want to see the killing, please. It's like, uh, do you like the merchandise? Is it easy spice? You want to grab it? Delicious like, rabbit. Yeah. Yum, yeah, yum. your sister's like, yeah. I kind of want to take Bob. I want to take Bob. I want to take Bob hunting now in the South and him just, he's not there to hunt. He's just there to, he's like, I just, I'm here to watch. Like, I'm here to hang out. I'm, I'm here no, to see. I, look, I would shoot a weapon. I would absolutely yeah. shoot a weapon. I would shoot. I would hunt. I mean, uh, I have a very clear policy where it's like I have the deer on mine where it's like I would hunt anything that I already eat myself and turkeys are sure. aggressively stupid they're one of the stupidest <laughs> animals out there so it's like yeah turkey hunting great um, I eat turkey every day absolutely exactly chicken um, we oh that's funny so in my neighborhood now I haven't gotten to the bottom of this I think it's a stray rooster but it's a rooster that is just yelling all day long and it's like, and when I go on my afternoon walks or runs, like I'll hear it. And I'm just like, this is an all day thing. This rooster has no idea. And there was a rooster um, at my grandparents' place back in Atlanta. One of their neighbors has one. And I swear he walks around like it's a little dog. Like it just walks around the house and knows where it's going. And they don't worry about it running away or anything. And it's cacawing all day long. Like, why are, are do any roosters is that story true that roosters yes. wake you up in the morning yes. and they're done okay it is is so real quick because i know we need to you know get going but so when i was growing up across the street my neighbor had a he had all of these roosters and chickens and i came home from like it was like a summer vacation or something like i was gone for two weeks and I remember seeing as you turn, so as you would turn into turn into going into the street that leads to our house, his mm. house would always be there. And so I see these blue and green like cages, and I'm just like, what? That that, that wasn't there. So it, it looked like <laughs> a bunch of like mini batting cages that were like stacked on top of each other. I'm like, that's kind of weird. And so he had a son that would visit him during the summer. And so I was like, you know, I'm maybe 11, 12 years old. So I'm like, I'm going to get down to the bottom of this. So I go over his house. We're playing video games or whatever. And I'm trying to figure out why the chickens are there. And so I basically report back to my parents. I was like, yeah, he's got all these chickens here. <laughs> and we couldn't go in the basement. We had to go into the um we had to go um, basically just kind of chill in uh, Victor's room. And my parents were like, like my mom and dad figured it out perfectly. They were like, Andrew, <laughs> you probably shouldn't go over there anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? And my parent that day, 
I learned what cockfighting is, and yeah. he he <laughs> held he he had a so um, another story that I'll tell y'all later, but. Um, let's just say that the police were involved and that there was a murder involved um, oh. at that house. And so, what? Not a rooster or chicken murder. An well, actual no, murder. This is, this is An actual murder. Mur- a murder murder. A murder uh, murder. And so, <laughs> yes. And so, literally, um, my dad pretty much had to end because he was one of the. So, this guy, he was one of the last people my dad talked to. And literally, it was those two walking out of each other's houses saying hi and my dad going off to work. And so, yeah, basically he was running an illegal cockfighting ring uh, for <laughs> like been there. Two, two and a half years. And so sure. thing. Yeah. And so basically they were trying to get basically all his involvement. And yeah, I was like, Oh, so anytime I hear roosters or see roosters, I think about that one time that I'm just going over to play Tekken and Madden and I learned what a you know cockfighting uh, ring is. Sure, sure. We've uh, all one been more there. animal slaughter movie. We'll get to the <laughs> um, my my friend. Uh, I didn't do this. Was, uh, some friends and I. Uh, this is uh, uh, we're working. We're, we're making some theater in Indonesia, and they were staying with this family, not in but outside of Jakarta. Yeah. Pause. And how many story? I mean, how many countries have you been to, Bob? I feel like we get lot. a new country from you every week. Okay, a lot. This is my friend's though. I wasn't there for this. I did not okay. experience this firsthand. And so, but they were there on the day when there was this a day where they ritualistically sacrifice all the white cows that are too old to breed anymore in advance Jesus. of you know sort of preparing them for to be used for all sorts of things. Oh, so all the had cows it. Who were, <laughs> These like beautiful, not just like you pass by a farm and you see these big heifers, these big, gorgeous white cows, all white cows in Indonesia. And so when they reach a certain age, the time is to get that they they kill them in this very specific way. And it's basically a not as violent version of that scene from Apocalypse Now with the machete. The machete is involved, like they, the way they kill them, they bring the machete. <laughs> Right down on the back of its spine, which kills. So can I just so so, so do they play? Uh, so so do they play uh, the end by the doors as no as the no no, 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 being no. Led the, the doors into... are not playing at all. But like it. it's not just one cow. They're doing this within these little sort of groups in the village in every community, and so it's like just chopping off heads of these cows and then butchering them out in the open and collecting all the blood to be used for all kinds of things and getting the skin to be used for all sorts of things and, and, you know, butchering it to separate the meat and everything and everything and everything. And evidently there was so much cow murder going on on that day that my friends could <laughs> like, they could not get the coppery taste of blood out of their mouths oh. if they tried. And literally the gutters were red with blood everywhere. It was, in, it as you'd imagine, it's an incredibly, profound let's say experience so they're going and after a day of sort of watching all these ritualistic slaughters they go back to the family that they're staying with and the family is thrilled because no the family is like thrilled that like they walk into the kitchen and on the kitchen is this giant bloody steer head which they're thrilled about because there are so many things you can do with the head (laughs) <laughs> Let's just say, but they were like, 
You could you could make a lot of different kinds of foods with if you get the hit and like products to help you live. God, what a so different they were what they, a different they, they, style they, they of living. Stayed, they stayed full vegan for I think a month after that. I would too. It was just like like nope, nope. <laughs> Some rice, great. A noodle, love it. What about this cow's head? Do you want this cow's yeah. head? No. Oh. Like literally, well, they could not avoid the taste of blood if they tried because the mist that was being generated of blood in the air would just coat their tongues. Do you think butchers have like a really messed up sense of smell? I I don't I don't think like nobody's. I mean, all again to go back to food ink. It's like this is all bit like all the abattoirs have been really industrialized. In terms well, no, of I'm saying like a local butcher, like a local butcher shop. Somebody's popular. Is that your house phone, I, I could, Bob? Could, do you have a house phone? No, I just have an old phone ringtone. I could, uh, I, I, you know, oh, I could see. So, like, one fun. of the places that I had, um, one of the places that I would go to when I was living in Washington was mm. an actual, um, so it was a, it was like, it was a farmer's market, but they also did their own in house butchering. And mm. so, oh, yeah. it, oh, it was, the cuts were perfect. Like, yeah. I, I don't yeah. think I've ever had, a cowboy cut steak as good as the one that I had there. And I'm like, Oh my God. Um, but anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, let me, let me just go, go Speaking talk about of the blood in the streets. Trey right. Young. Oh Lord. Yeah. I Congratulations. Atlanta. I hate you. him. I hate <sighs> him. I wanted him to suffer for beating my precious Knicks. Life I don't here. hate Trey Young. I hate the again. playing game. I hate the concept of oh, the, the playing, playing game. Is great. Game. No, the playing the play game is awesome. fantastic. Like this the is a bad is take. Bad take, take Andrew. I'm just kind of over the whole. Let's no. give everybody another chance. They're not giving him a chance. No, They're just making. Look, that's not what's happening. Look, no, look, no, the no. Hawks, the Hawks are gonna get. Are gonna get curb stomped. But incorrect. That's not happening either. I mean, yeah, probably. But I just hate the playing game as a whole. But like. They were so like the you know they loved that the you know the the um, elimination games are always fun like elimination the games are Timberwolves fans were absolutely thrilled. Pat yeah, Jeff lost his mind. That was great. Like and, you know, the point of sports is to make fine. more enjoyable moments. Yeah, we did that. So there you go. Like, and more teams like, are trying why? down the stretch, which is good. Right. I right. I get that. I guess Look my at the whole New Orleans. Thing was- for one day, Larry Nance Jr. gets to be a hero. That's a good yeah. thing. Look at I this. Mean, Andrew Hammond, he's fresh off Clutch Sports, go, signing with Clutch Sports. And then, you know, his his suddenly his plan his plan picks. I'm change. just I'm, here's here's my thing with with the playing game. And I'm not a fan of this sudden playoff expansion, but of course it's brought on by TV. I totally get like I get why these things happen. I'm just man. It was good. I'm kind of over it. I'm just. Did you like watching the? Did you like watching the the Hornets? uh, Not the Hornets. The Pelicans. Hell no! I didn't watch. I enjoyed it. Pelicans Blazers game last night. That was great. Oh, you know that was that was a good that was a good game. I would like to see it, and this is and this is where everybody kind of attacks me because. You know, yes, everybody turns into a everybody <laughs> turns into a communist when I when I decide to say we need to lower the amount of playoff teams across all four major sports. I but really here's what I would like to see. Your, your understanding of praxis is totally skewed. Go on. Here, well, I would take the top sixteen teams, no matter the league, 
no like no matter east west whatever and then Mm -hmm. if you want to do a playing game like that cool that's perfect um i'm just tired of all the east west split i think we're at a point with the nba that everybody everybody's playing each other all no i don't want playing each other more i don't want that i don't want to get rid of the split and the division like that, there's uh, this the is something that don't matter anymore. Well, divisions they okay. could if they shorten the schedule. I think it was I, Tom Haberstroh was talking about. Yeah, I'm just in favor of fun. The last yeah. these playing games were fun. I don't care about anything else. That's it. That's my. You know what point. I care about is Trey Young ruining another city's just playoff hopes. It was yeah. It was one of those things where he was he was off for folks who didn't watch the first he half. Did. He did. He was rope. He did a rope a dope. Mm-hmm. He was. He did a rope a dope, and then he unleashed the Trey Young. Oh, I just can't miss. From well, it was one of those things where he's he was getting a lot of shots up. He was missing a lot of yeah. good looks. Um, he was turning the ball over a bunch. Like he was just he was really really Bad. reckless with the ball early. Darius Garland was really good in that first half. Like Darius Garland outplayed Trey, yeah. and then Darius Garland went away. He was like eight for twenty four late in that one. So Darius Garland <laughs> fell off cliff, and they were living and dying by Laurie Markkinen. Where I'm like, live it like when he's That's just not hitting a- it. The problem was the, the 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 Cavaliers could not the, the Cavaliers could not figure out a way to exploit whoever Trey Young was guarding, and they put Trey Young mainly on Karis Levert. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to bank your hopes on, uh, well, they went back and slight, forth for a little bit. Yeah, they, if you, they had that one volley of three pointers, but if mm-hmm. you're going to like, if you're going to, if your season is resting in the hands of slightly better Dion Waiters, you're probably <laughs> in trouble. Yeah, that's right. I, mean, I compared Karis Levert to Dion Waiters. That well, it was right. also so. This is something that I think I mattered. also like Dion Waiters. So <laughs> there you go. But, um, but Capella no, getting like hurt the, actually changed stuff the for the, thing, power, the, the Hawks. Thing. Yeah, it did. It really helped them. They they started to like play Gallinari because Anyaka will do more stuff. He draws Jared Allen out yeah. of the paint. Like it's they, just the spacing's better. We can do more. Like, and Yaka's our five of the future. And like. Capella has just been it like Capella destroyed Charlotte. And that was like an easy one where I said it before or I was like, oh, just lock it in. If you want to mortgage your house on the Hawks being the Hornets, just go ahead and do that. Capella against a team with no centers and no size, just the Hawks are going to win every one of those games. Like he's just going to be, and that's just going to be he's it. Got, they've got a ceiling with Capella as their full-time right. five, especially given the amount of money that they're paying him. And uh... I wish he was just comfortable being like a 12 to 14 minute guy. Like when we need him in spots like the. Well, you're not you can't do that because what are you paying him? 90 million. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it's like Capella. There's just this awkward thing where we have to flip eventually. There's going to be an uncomfortable conversation. They need to to trade Capella this offseason. Yeah. Like full stop. Well, this offseason is going to be weird and not having Collins matters. And I think that will matter a lot more in the heat series. But. Lowry's not guarding Trey. Like, I don't know who they're going to throw at Trey. Jimmy's not fat. Like, it's not going to be Jimmy. I don't know who they're going to throw. Gabe Vincent. Is Gabe Vincent going to get a lot of Trey minutes? Like, I don't know who they're throwing at. It's not going to be Duncan Robinson. Who's it going to be? Who? Oh, yeah. That's not happening. He looked good in the last couple of games. Do you think he's doing that over a full series? You're giving him that assignment? No. No, no offense to you know a a Trey Young appreciation podcast, but yeah, love those. Will it? Will it? Will it? Will it matter? Can can it, can, look, can I Trey think, Young? I think I think, like, I, I think Trey Young will draw. Like, like we've learned that Trey Young is a playoff player. Like this yeah. dude, he lives for it. We like this is his. He loves being a villain. I like, hate him. 
he's so him. good in the playoffs. Yeah, but, but, but what I'm saying is, is, is it really going to like you can Trey Young can play 40 minutes, damn near 40 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Not under Nate McMillan's watch. That yeah, well, the, the rest of that fine. team. Good luck. Wait, hold, I mean, I Bogey think, was I think great in this I, one. I Bogey's think, been great. I um, think Spolstra will figure out a way to, unlike uh, Cleveland and unlike the Knicks last year, they will figure out a way to exploit whoever Trey is guarding so that whatever offensive explosion he has, he will be, they will give up as many points on defense. I feel like. Oh, confident. our defense is horrific. Like yeah, the defense, right. I feel confident them all day. in a Spolstra coach team to exploit their weaknesses and the heat are going to win in five. No yeah. way. No way. I, I was oh, going to say no six. Way. I think, I think six Trey minimum. Least, yeah. I think Trey do, at do least we, gives. Does this, this has a whiff of a wager to me. Mm. Is, what I'm, is what I'm picking up. What are you thinking, Bob? I, I say Heat in five. You're saying that I say the series will not go six games. You are saying the series. I'm saying will minimum go six. Through. Yes. Right. Uh, minimum okay. six. I think since I have set the bar that I should have like an odd. Trey's the best player in the series, and it's not even okay. really close. It matters. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll figure out some appropriate ritualistic <laughs> humiliation when either of us, me, win. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the bet. Okay. That's a bet. This is going to be good. When. So when the Hawks go up two one early, are you just like, all right, you well, you, know you win, you okay, win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Hawks have to win two games and you win. Yeah, that's that's. I like this bet. This is a good one. Um, things that I don't like: the Dodgers pulling Clayton Kershaw after seven innings when he had a perfect game. Oh, Dave Roberts making questionable pitching decisions that piss off his pitcher. No way. So I saw like there. It pissed off his picture. Yeah, he was okay with it. Yeah, he was okay you know, with I'm, it. I'm talking about Max Scherzer. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still oh, getting the Max that's, Scherzer. That's, that's uh, different. Beautiful I just, that's stare different. from last year. There's two different things where it's like, it. I love when I, because I'm rarely on Twitter. I just post my stuff and then I move on. I try to stay away from it. But it's amazing because like all of baseball Twitter is like, this is good. And <laughs> this is good. Um, this is something that uh, they're protecting Kershaw. It matters more in October and November than it is now. You don't want to blow out a shoulder, all this and the other. Like I talked to friends in my personal life and like people at bars were like throwing stuff and like lose like there is a complete disconnect where like the fans were irate people who go to baseball games and like people were watching. They're like, oh, yeah, I changed the channel immediately where like it made people sick who just like baseball where it's like I, this is I where can, we're at. Yes, of course. That's what they want. But I mean, look. I understand the thought look. process where it's like he didn't Johan get the full spring. Yeah pitched a perfect game he threw yeah. 137 pitches a year after he missed a year mm. and he literally i think his era he, he he lasted just a couple of games after that that was it. right you basically turned off the lights on johan Santana after his no hitter right like that kershaw has part. nothing else but like we don't know that's a possibility it, that he would go that way but it's also like there's only so many of these perfect games man like that's forever and he's already got the rings he's already he kershaw's got nothing to prove it's not one of those things where we have to like conserve clayton kershaw at this point like he's right. done everything I, except for I, a perfect I, game I, and a he perfect even... game would have been cool of course that's fun to watch i understand the reasoning i know why they did it, it makes right. sense well like i mean did yes he... I'm gonna say, didn't he oh, even okay. say I wasn't ready? You know, yeah. like if if this Kershaw was good with it, yeah, yeah. So like, I totally get it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just kind of yeah, like it's. I mean, look, it, he's okay. not gonna say he's not gonna say in the post game presser. Actually, I wanted to finish the game, and my manager is a dingus. 
Right. He can't say that. Right. So I think Even they showed him smiling in the dugout. Like after, I think he was like, yeah. there was stuff after where it indicated that he was very much on board with the decision, but it's also like, I think you just the NBA the player is in that instance. I really think you do. I think the guy knows his body better than anybody. For sure. You defer to him. Yeah. And if but it's said, also like yeah. something we can acknowledge where it's like, this is bad for the sport. Like you can say it's good for the player and bad it's for the sport. It's not bad for the sport. People are talking bad for about the baseball. Sport. I don't know, but not in a positive you... way. It doesn't matter. Hmm. Oh, ba- ba- baseball being matter. talked about negatively? No way. I just like, I'm, I understand. Like, it's just, it's interesting because I'm like, I'm okay with the decision. I understand right. that who, who idea, but I'm like, man. No hitter in major league. Who pitched the last perfect game in major league baseball? Last perfect game? Uh, yeah. was no, it Johan? was it Johan? No, Johan was a no hitter. Or no, perfect I, game. It was what Spencer Turnbull? No, it was a no hitter. Ah, uh, perfect game. It has to be a no namer, it has to be a random. No, dude. Do you I, know off the top of your head, Bob? Mark yeah. Burley? No, Mark Burley did. That That's year, a good though. guess. It was that I year like that pick. 12 where there were a whole bunch of perfect games. Jamie Moyer. No, oh god, no. I'm going old guy now. You got I me on know, the burly right? thing. Yeah. Uh, no, no. So I'm. It's 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 like it's off the top because Roy Holiday. No, no. I'm thinking. Is it some? Tell me the team, Bob. Which team? Chicago White Sox. Oh, this was. Um, and it wasn't burly. Was oh, the- John Danks. No. No. Gavin Actually, Floyd. No, 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 it wasn't the White Sox. I'm misremembering. It was the if I tell you the team name, you'll get it immediately. No, you gotta tell us the team name. We're not we're gonna All keep right. guess. All right. It the, the 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 team name is the Seattle Mariners. Oh, Felix. Felix yeah. threw it. Yeah. Felix, Felix did their oh man. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Felix. year when Felix Hernandez threw one and Matt Kane threw one and the immortal Philip Humber threw yeah. one. Yeah. Felix, yeah, the the the, the era where if if this was if this was any other era in baseball, Felix would be, you know, oh, he's one of the greatest pitchers of our generation. He is the one of the greatest pitchers he, of our generation. He is, he, but he, I'm just saying is, now. Is, I'm just saying, like, he's on a tr- he was on a trash team. Being great in Seattle is watched, you're just invisible watched, to the rest of the country. Yeah, he was just the invisible. Felix Hernandez chapter of the history of the Seattle Mariners by John Boyce. Oh, mm. it's fantastic. Yeah. Speaking of, Ichiro threw uh, the opening full uh, uniform. Full uniform. Yeah. <laughs> that, that man is enjoying. That, that his doesn't count because he's just been wearing that uniform. Yeah. Every <laughs> single day well, it, so when I was out there and I, you know, had a cup of coffee covering the team, like he's just a guy who that like he can basically come and go as he pleases in the clubhouse. Like it is the best thing in the yeah. world, and you're like, yeah. I feel like every organization either has that guy or should have that guy that literally they can just, if they want to say, Hey, I want to, you know, chill on the bench and, you know, work with the team for a couple of weeks. Okay, cool. Bet. Go, go ahead. Like you have your, you, you have your locker space. Congratulations. Yeah. Ichiro, Ichiro is living his best retirement life. And I love that for him. He, uh, yeah, it's cool. Ichiro is a dude I want to see around baseball for a long time. I hope he they find something for him. Um, last thing. Does Baker Mayfield 
have oh, a case God. against Cleveland because he talked. I love. I forgot someone who quote tweeted Barker Mayfield is over it because the dog was like lying on his back next to Baker in the. Womp, womp. It was so great. I love Barker Mayfield. Um, Baker's right. People get mad. He's like, this was disrespectful. How this was all done. It was like people get mad. It's like the whole. Uh, for a lot of people, it's like the worst person you know. Uh, made a great point. It's that Are kind of thing. But like Baker Mayfield did nothing wrong. Meme is that the yes? That's, the that's where we're at. Did? Like Baker didn't do anything wrong. Like this is not all Baker did was play with a billion injuries for the city of Cleveland last year. He gave it his all. He's been. He didn't ask for any of this. A, like, do we have an update on the where will Baker Mayfield end up? Well, it seems like uh, I think uh, Ian Rappaport said the Panthers were his most likely oh, uh, destination. Gosh. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, but I mean, also, it works. Baker, I, I, Sam Darnold, and Cam Newton in one quarterback room. Well, Cam you, probably wait, is a goner after yeah, his Cam, uh, yeah, interview. Yeah. Uh, here's my thing with, with Baker. I'm all for, if, if you want to be, if you want to play tough guy and, and do all this, congratulations. But you probably should have, like, for for your future and for the team should have decided you know what i'm i need to sit a few weeks not sit there play injured and blame others when literally I, your shoulder is barbecue. He wasn't blaming others. I think i think he should have done the done the fake <laughs> i'm just here to help the team shut up quarterback speak thing. I think there was a way to take the high ground even if it was malarkey with the yeah. Cleveland Brown and I think he would be. I don't know if he'd have more options yeah. as far as future teams go, because like, or it would be understand. Like, I th- I, th- I feel like Browns. They have four fans, quarterbacks in the roster now. I f- I feel like Browns fans and the organization would be more understanding if he took a step back and said, you know, hey, I'm I'm not trying to do this in a two three year window and then bounce. I want to see what we can do long term, and he should have taken that route i don't know i think it falls on the team i think that falls on the team is there it's their responsibility to shut him down but they i I think they gave him they were open to giving him the option and then he he was like oh no i'm fine i'm fine well that's on the team if they gave him an option yeah that's on the team yeah the the reason the browns weren't didn't live up to everyone's oh are the browns a sneaky good contender now hype but there are a lot of reasons but I don't think it's necessarily Mayfield. No, it's Mayfield but, has a case. Like this was, it's, n- it's not on Baker. It's not on Baker. So there's no like, chance he ends up in Seattle because it seems to me like Seattle is the only remaining. I mean, they just re-signed seat. Gino. They have Locke on the one year, roster. seven million. One year, oh. seven million for Gino Smith. It's Gino and, and the thing is, well, I think they're Seattle, running with Gino. Basically, it, yeah. Mm, I, I think they're tanking, man. I think no, well, Seattle's I'll, tanking. I'll, I'll even think it's tanking. I think it's definitely a situation where if a quarterback falls to us, we may consider it, but it's not our first or second option. Uh, and if anything, anybody in this in in this quarterback class is is there somebody? I like Malik you, Willis. I like Malik Willis. I yeah, outside of Malik Willis, like okay, fine. Like, are you Who's, who? Are, who are okay? Detroit Lions insider Andrew Hammond. Who are they taking? If we're if we're pretty sure at this point that the Jaguars are taking Hutchinson, oh, we're not though. They're on Trayvon Walker now. Like I've it, heard the Trayvon Walker yeah. talk. I don't believe it. Who do you who do you think they're taking it to? Andrew? 
I, I've heard the talk says me like I'm freaking Adam <laughs> <So> Schefter. So <laughs> I've I've heard. <laughs> no, I read I read the we'll, box. We'll see. And here here's the thing. I, here's the thing I like about <laughs> what the Lions are doing with this draft. One, they aren't telling anybody what they're gonna do. It's everybody else, you know, coming in from the outside saying that they're gonna do this, they're gonna do that. I don't even think the Lions have an idea. I think they have an idea, but I don't even think they're even like dead set on, okay, this isn't a draft day. We're, you know, you know. Yeah, there's a consensus. Yeah, but yeah. So I I think they'll be fine. I think the intrigue really is at 32 because Mm -hmm. if you – if you don't, if if no quarterbacks, because there might be maybe one or two quarterbacks that go out this in the first round, but so if, if you're saying if, if like Desmond Ritter is available with the thirty second pick, the line, mm, wow, uh, that's a well, good no, name. they've already said Dan Campbell this name. week said they don't need an elite quarterback to sustain well, success and, in this yes, league. Of course, and, and, and here's the thing: never lie leading up to the draft. Right. So. No, it's not. What do you mean? No, Who's that? Yeah, that's wrong. not. That's not a real thing. What not, is, who are you using? Time out, time out. First off, <laughs> yes, you, I mean, is, yes, you need a deferrication of football is over. Yeah. Man. If you if if you can go, you know, whatever, like in this league now, all you need is is a halfway decent quarterback to be successful. You don't need uh, an elite quarterback. No, once for again, sustained success. Also, no. also, once again. This was in the context of talking about basically talk, talking about Jared Goff. Um, mm-hmm. There are some things that, you know, like there. I don't want to say Jared Goff is on borrowed time, but I think there's <laughs> also a situation for if you're the Lions, you can't exactly say, oh, this guy is our guy for the future because you've got. He's not. The thirty-second no, pick, yeah. In this thing, you got the thirty-second pick. You've got next year. You've got the year after. So it's kind of like, I mean, they should go defensive line guys, and receiver in round one. Draft day is this Thursday. Am I wrong? This no, it's next Thursday. Thursday. No, I was going to say I'm it's next not week. Yeah. ready. I am not <sighs> ready for draft. But no, but but I will say this: if Love you're, draft. If, if you're the Lions, like that, th- that pick at thirty-two is interesting <laughs> because of one or zero quarterbacks have gone off the board at that point, you're very... You go receiver. There's so many good receivers. Their receiver room is horrendous. You go receiver. Andrew, Andrew, Chase, I just want to say it right now. I am officially a George Pickens guy. Okay. George George Pickens is like the all-time talent. They could go receiver. I'm not saying what they're going to do, but you... You would be it would be very fascinating to see what they do at the 32nd pick because they could trade it. There's there could be somebody who decides they be, wanna... I, I think the line should should hope and pray that, that Linderbaum falls out of the first round because that would be a great I don't think so. He's like the number one center in the class. I think he's going top. Yeah, 10. but like you gotta find a team that really but you, needs but, one but, and... but here's the here's the problem though. You need the Lions need help on defense because yep. as good as the offensive line was at times you do you take a flyer on Ojabo? I don't know how to pronounce his name. The Michigan pass David Ojabo. Uh, I mean, you didn't he just tear his ACL? Isn't uh, he the one out for the year? Yeah, he's yeah. going to be. He's not yeah. going to be. He, he will probably miss at least a good portion of next year. Yeah. So yeah, I you mean, can't take him anywhere early. Yeah, you can. No, you can't the, if you're like the Chiefs. 
not if you're a bad team. Like if you're a team that's going to be in the playoffs or can afford to not or to take a flyer on somebody, then yeah. If I don't you think want to stash and draft, it's okay. Like I mean, I, I, mm. it, it, it's a, more it's more round talent. Yeah, it's it's yeah. more accepted and understandable these days than if you were to do it like a year ago, not a year ago, but like a decade ago. Um, all I'm saying is, 32 is to me that's the most intriguing because if you take a quarterback or a skill position guy, then you're probably going to have to get more defense later on. So the Lions need pretty much everything who's not among the St. Brown. So I think they, they they just really have to go best available player. I mean, their line's be, okay. They don't need a running back. There will be a guy. <laughs> there, there, there will be a guy who falls out of the first to everyone expects. Yeah. And, 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 I just don't and, think they should go quarterback. Like, I think they I don't should. Think, I, don't, I don't think they should go quarterback either, but it's very intriguing if you do have that situation to where quarterbacks will probably start to go at the be- at the end of the first round, beginning yeah. of the second. That's and you're in the heart of that, so that's where the intrigue builds. Don't overthink it. Just go Trayvon Walker and Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson or something, and call it a first round. That's Neither, just Garrett, Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave are not going to last. Yeah, they are. I don't yeah. think that many people are there. I don't think you're going to see that many receivers go in the top fifteen. You like will. I think you're going to you're you going to see you're going to see four receivers up. go. Look, Jameson Jameson Williams is out till November, but he's still going first round. Because he's the best like receiver in this class, Wilson is going to go. London is going to go. What about the North Dakota have, State kid, Christian Watson? What's his name? Yeah, he's early second. Yeah, he's going to go. J- Dotson uh, out of Penn State okay, so I'm looking early. at. Here we You're go. You're also going to like Traylon, Trayvon, Traylon Burks is going to go first round. That's a lot of wide receivers. Sky Moore, Western Michigan. Sky, Hold on. Sky Moore could guy. be a very good like if somebody That's a great were name. to. Yeah. That's a great He's name. He's also a two wise, by the way. See, yeah. Yeah. If, if somebody were to get him in, at the end of the first or He's beginning of the second, second. Yeah. Look at me. That's a that's one. I lo- Bob is me. all in on the draft. He he loves the draft. I <laughs> love the draft. Oh, so I so Bob. Bob, question. Draft day. Oh my god. Thought that Kevin Costner's trades were that movie is implausible. terrible. That it's movie, terrible. that movie, it's so terrible. To know Paul Blart. Although I could absolutely believe Dennis Leary is a pro NFL coach. That's oh, right. that's De- quite, that's Dennis Leary casting. as a pro coach would be fantastic. That's quite, um, quite. That's that's good casting at Dennis Leary. It really, <laughs> it really is. Um, um, no, I, but I, I love it. I, 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 I'm telling you, like my my after I get a first chunk of work done in the day, my little respite I give to myself is like. I click on any number. I click on the CBS mock draft. I see if Daniel Jeremiah's got a new mock draft. I check if Dane Brugler's got a new mock draft. Have you read I, the Beast yet? Have you read through the yeah, Beast? Yet? I haven't read the whole Beast, but oh I have, yeah, I, I, but I haven't. Read. I downloaded the PDF though. Let me tell you, I got man. it. Oh yeah, and no, I will it's, have it's, it open on draft day yeah. so I can be like. Hmm. Yeah, so you should just scroll through. Yeah, no, that is... I, I even read like the 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 far right dingus who, who runs a mock draft where he makes sure to throw in a couple of racially coded suggestions at the end of every player grade. Who? Oh, uh, the, the the this guy who runs the site Walter Football. Oh, I didn't know he was a far right dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I found out because I wrote a story about. <laughs> When I wrote a story about one or two, uh, I think it was one of the stories that I read, and yeah. someone was CCing him and being like, don't you like retweet this guy all the time? And I was like, oh, that's why there are all these incredibly Michael Tracy questionable... Is just... Hold on, go to his questions. likes. This is unreal. Yeah. I'm looking at his likes right now. This yeah, it's is going to be bad. 
Wait, is it me? Oh, we got yeah, some Cernovich. We got yes, some... <laughs> Oh, man. This is wild. Okay. This is all within like 13 hours. Haven't you ever read his like... If you read his mock drafts, so I'll read through the mock so draft, but many don't... sort of questionable racially coded comments in regards to players that you that once you take a look at his follows, it's it's really like, oh, okay, that's, that's see, like, I here's and yet I like, will I will recommend his site. It's a fun read. It it, it like well, it does it yeah. on my browser, it, but I'll read it. It can be a bit dodgy at times in terms <laughs> of like. Oh my God! Look, sir. say what you will about the fellow's politics, but he sir, does provide space. instant draft grades, and that's space. important. Ad space. Well, you know what? That that that's what he also provides. He provides tons of ad space. Damn it! Oh my God! Literally, it will grind my computer to a halt. Run by <laughs> that thing. I have to put it on Safari and reader mode in order to like. Well, this is how we can end this because I oh, I. <laughs> I am so over like, so the AJC does a really good job with their e-paper and New York times is a good one. Um, New York are obviously clean, but like it is 2022. And if your newspaper website is still crushing my Chrome browser, fix this. I'm not going to name certain com- model. You mean where there's like yeah. a tiny little block of text and surrounded. I cannot it. handle it. It drives me. All I want is the today's paper and like a dish, like where I can just hit the right arrow button and come and, and comb through everything. That's all I want. As Why is somebody, every newspaper not like that? As somebody who works at a newspaper. Yeah. Hi. Yes. Um, hi. Yeah. It's one of those things where, it's it's kind of like the the genie is out of the box on things, so we like we can't put it back in. We're like knoxnews.com sucks. Like the huh? website sucks. Knoxnews, Knoxnews, like our oh, local one is yeah. horrific. Like I've tried to get through it, and I'm like, this is I I can't. This it's, is taking me too much time. I'm out. So they is, they've lost me. I don't keep up with the news in oh, Knoxville because of them. So is that the new Knoxville News Sentinel? Yes, it is. About? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh. So that's a uh, that's a Gannett property, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How have they, they not fix this? The same and all... They all look the same, and they're not good. Here's here's no. the problem. The one, like I said, the genie is out of the bottle. We I cannot know. go back once they think yeah, no, once no. once places yeah. like newspapers and TV stations and basically just media outlets figured out that they could get another source of ad revenue from the websites like we, we can't go back we have gone too far we can't there, there is no turning back and I'm it lost. sucks it tr- trust me it absolutely sucks but <laughs> let's get our recommendations in which evidently is yes not, not connect news uh hater sorry out sorry yeah. hater. sorry I blame Alden Publishing. It's entirely Alden. Like I blame Alden. I blame the. I blame the the private equity firms. Also, Sports Illustrated's website. As much as I used to love it, same thing. I gotta throw it in. I gotta throw it in. I have to. If I want to read a good Michael Pena article, I gotta Mm. throw it into the read-only version of the browser, (laughs) or else it's. Now, granted, I need a new laptop. It's about eight years old, but that's not the point. Yeah. Man, we should do a whole pod on just our favorite websites and the ones we can't do. Just and then we can just send it to everyone and be like, "Hey, this is we speak for all readers." And this is, this the is what populi, man, voice of yeah. the people. This is why exactly. you suck, Andrew. What's your recommendation for this week? Uh, NBA playoffs. 
Are you oh, are you excited, kids? I'm ready to vomit because the Celtics <laughs> play in like 26 hours, and I'm freaking out because the sins Rob, of Danny Rob, Ainge, Robert Williams isn't back the, yet, right? The the sins of Danny Ainge are just looming right did you now. Hear the, did you hear the Ben Wallace news? The Ben, ben Wallace? Wallace, Ben Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Here's his thing: when Ben Simmons actually plays on the floor in a basketball game in a in a National Basketball Association regulation basketball Jake game, Jake Fisher from Bleacher Report is saying game three. Okay, fine. I've heard that he's well. Scoop B said that he's walking around like he's Jordan. So we're we're not talking about Scoop B. <laughs> I'm just saying, like he was walking, like Ben Simmons walking around like he's Jordan. I don't care. I just hate the Celtics Sims. and Celtics and six. There you go. I That's think Celtics right. and six, but this is going to be hell for me because if Kyrie and, and KD. <laughs> Get it together, man! Once again, Boston fans hate Kyrie. The hate the sin it's so it's the sins much. of Danny Ainge that are just looming over this franchise, and I need some sage just to get the Danny Ainge stench out of just the atmosphere. I will. Anyway, other than that, I'm fine. I will get Mar- I will get Marina Abramovich to come over and perform a ritualistic sacrifice and and purge these foul demons from your midst. Okay, there you cool. Go. Cool, that works. Yeah. What's your pick yeah, of the week, yeah, Bob? Yeah. I'll get her on the blower. Uh, I'm quite enjoying the Moon Knight show on on what is that? The, the, the Marvel. Uh, okay, so are you I'm enjoying, okay. are you enjoying that? It's fun. It's, it's dumb. Episode. I, I've. I'm. I'm probably going to watch episode three. I've heard it's really, really good. Uh, I've, it's I've very. Heard con- it's, it's, it's. It's. There's some. There's some. There's some uh, disbelief that needs to be spent in order okay. to follow the plot in episode three. Okay, mm. because uh, I'm kind of like it's I just me. like watching Oscar Isaac and, and Ethan Hawke chew scenery, so that's fun for me. Ethan Hawke, yes, the Before Sunrise series, the trilogy, yes. my favorite trilogy of all time. Ethan Hawke's in a new movie that comes out really soon that I'm excited about, where he's the serial killer, I think. Um, do y'all know what I'm talking about? It's gotten uh, some early. Yes. It's yes. going to be so good. Ethan Hawke, an absolute legend. Ethan Hawke. What was that uh, thing he went viral for at the Knicks game, Bob? What did he do? He was sitting by somebody and was just he not was paying attention. by Rihanna. So it was That's him, right. his son, and then Rihanna. And then I don't – like they basically just did like a split screen of two pictures. So I don't know like what the time yeah. frame was. But he ends up talking to Rihanna about something. And the son is just sitting there like – is That's it where he bad. slipped? It, does he flip his son? Does he make his son switch seats? Is that what yeah. it was? Okay. Yes. That's what, yeah. <laughs> but no video. There's just these two pictures, and the, the son yeah. is sitting there like, damn, dad, why did you do that? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Ethan Hawke's Ethan Hawk's season tickets got revoked by the Knicks because he, he pissed off the owner. Also. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't know that. I knew that a lot of celebrities yeah. and like, how's Ben Stiller doing? Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller is still showing. Ben Stiller is an active participant in Nick's Twitter. Is he like really? Ben, ben Stiller will mix it up with Nick's Twitter. On yeah, that. it's quite enjoyable. I wish more celebrities would 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 hold on. No, with with do NBA we want Twitter. this? Here's here's why I say. I don't know that. if I want the celebs no, in no, on no, this. No, no, no. Here's here's mm-hmm. why I say that. I want celebs actually going at the fans. Because half these people people are just sitting at home, not doing a damn thing, and actually haven't like been to a game. And so I want to see, I want to see the celebrity fans actually go at the, you know, 
fans yeah, who yeah, are yeah. watching that, this, like, I'm all for that. Sometimes fans need to get their ass whooped. Okay, oh, man. that's fair. That's fair. I See, can thank that. you, Bob. Chase is like, oh, well, let, let, let's let's keep it simple and pure, you know. He was watching. I, I've, had a, I've had a couple of. There have been a couple of good. I saw Ethan Hawke in my neighborhood a couple of months ago. Mm, but, look at you, uh, Mister Popular. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, Andrew, he, I, and he I walked by uh, Emily Blunt the other day too. So that was, there you go. Nice yeah, nice. Yeah. She well, was, she was she was she was with her dog and uh, was looking very troubled about something. So I let her. Oh, uh oh, what did Jim do? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I felt like she deserved her privacy. Although, speaking Andrew, were you on the pod when he gave? She needed to be in a quiet place. Oh. She just looked upset. There, yes, I got. That. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank yeah. you. Ten points to Gryffindor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um. Not the new movie though. I think it got pretty bad ratings. I don't think. Yeah, it's I haven't seen. I've I haven't heard. seen the sidebar movie, so I'm good. I just don't need to. Uh, I'm good. I don't need to do any yeah. of that. I I don't. I have they're, my books. They're, they're, they're trying to squeeze the. Juice I, I will out of say that. the winning. The latest episode of Winning Time that was focused on Kareem was actually yes better. Winning than Time any is of the fantastic, other. actually. Like I been... no, I think it's you're not going to get Bob on this, it, Andrew. No, I, I just find it. I find it tedious. But there was so much. He's he's too McKay. Team Farrell. He's too Team Will Farrell. No, he's... it's it's not about Will Farrell. It's it's that there was look the Kareem episode was was fairly well done, and there was just less bell, fewer bells and whistles and 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 stuff, and they just told the story. And like yeah. Kareem's story is fascinating. It's not it really a lot of work is. You have to do. Like Kareem is a profoundly interesting person. And 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 you can you can make a good TV drama about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar without too much. He uh, he does he definitely deserves. A, I'd like to see a four or five part thirty for thirty on his life. Yeah, um, I mean there has been there've been a couple. They, he made a documentary about his own life. Yeah, well, I, it was I the HBO. I would HBO just not even a documentary. It. I would just listen to a something him just doing like a reading or some sort of thing about like i would listen to kareem talk about just about anything dude kareem, kareem, so, like, so when i interviewed kareem back in 2018 yeah literally he and i i think we we maybe talked about basketball for for the four or five hours we spent together for maybe five minutes it was just great. everything else and we were talking about you know stem and we were talking about basically just the world and i'm over here like if if they had like a podcast era mm-hmm. in the 80s, yeah, he would be fantastic. Oh, at it Kareem because... would have been so canceled. They would have canceled Kareem <laughs> but, so but, hard. Oh my god. Well, that and it's if you don't want to stick to sports, he may talk about sports for you know for a 52 he, yeah. episode run. He may talk about it under two or three times. Okay, I, I've got another recommendation. Speaking of Kareem, for those who aren't eagerly consuming Marvel Disney product like sucker <laughs> I am. Um, watch highlight reels of a player who's the player who I believe he's eligible next season and is absolutely going first overall, Victor Wembayana. Yes. He, who is that? He's Kareem. That's who he is. Oh. Victor... He is Kareem. Where did he Wimbayana. play this past year? Abroad. He's okay. He's, yeah, he's... France so, under 20 yeah. leagues and things like that, yeah. And he he's is, been killing it. He... Imagine Kareem with a better handle and range from like three point range. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. He's like easily he's, seven two. He, he is, is going to incredibly be incredibly agile. He is incredibly smooth and athletic. He is going to be a like 
he is thin as a rail, but not in the Chet Holmgren kind of way. He is just, trust me, yeah. take a deep dive on Victor Wimbayana highlights. It will make your day. He may, yeah, he's probably going to be number one overall. I think, um, I think, I think for Javonia, next year. Yeah. Cause I see, I like, he's literally not even on uh NBA draft map. I'm like looking through and I'm like, where I'm is this sure guy? He may not be eligible till 2024, but he maybe that's what it is. Cause yeah. I'm like, I don't see him. He I thought he was eligible be. 2023. I thought he was too. Yeah. Because I just somebody Google Victor Wimbayana draft. Oh, there he is. Okay. Yeah. Two, yeah. 2023. Okay. Yes. yes. He's so going he's, first overall. Yeah. He is going to, he over is, Scoot Henderson. I don't know, man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What a name. I love Scoot Henderson. Scoot. He is, but, but you know I'm what? And, and I'll say this Chase, watch some Victor Wimbayana yeah. highlight reels, man. The, right. the, the way that bigs are getting back in, in vogue and going yes. and are going to be going at the top of the he draft, a, like, dude, yeah. Like, this. We'll this put kid, a LePen in it. A LePen in Oh, boo. <laughs> boo. Okay. This that's has it. been that's, that's, on that's, the podcast. That's I'm not Chase Thomas. <laughs> and thank you to our sponsors at Blue Wire Pods. And we'll see you next week with the Sports Porters. That's Andrew Hammond. And I'm Robert Silverman. Where can we find you, Andrew, if we want to look at your work? Aham Free Press and the Detroit Free Press. Thank you. And Bob, where can we read your stuff? Well, you can always check me out at Bob Say It on Twitter, B O B S A I E T T A. And uh, I'll have some new stories coming, hopefully soon this has been not chase thomas and we are out all right we're back the atlanta sports guys after weeks away uh all kinds of craziness in my personal and uh professional life in recent weeks but it's we're in also school like you're not gonna believe this garrett chapman who's here uh fellow atlanta sports guy 19 in the game max might be joining us we're not really sure we're recording us on a holiday <laughs> weekend we don't really know we, we, we don't even know what kind of state max happy might easter show. by the way happy easter happy easter is that something you say before sunday is that a thing yeah. can you say it's the holy weekend i guess so i, I guess you okay. could there you of, go i guess um <laughs> i wish i could wear more pastels i can't do that like i, I like the easter colors but you know, I'm this too is pale. about as pastel as I can go. Yeah. I mean, trust me, as a, as a fellow pale human being, I completely yeah. understand. There are some colors that make me look just disgustingly pale. Or, or mm-hmm. there are some yellow. That, hey, they have they add up some a little bit of color. Yeah, you. I can't do yellow. I can't do. I mean, you know, it's hard is like obviously being go big orange over here, but orange is a tough look for pale dudes. Like orange is a tough look sometimes. So I have to just own it because I'm like I'm going to be wearing a lot of orange for the rest of my life anyway. And I had that a little bit at Parkview growing up, but we had a lot more orange and blue. So it was a little bit of a mixture and we had a lot of blue stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I like pastel colors. I like the spring color scheme. I just, I don't know, man, being a pale dude, it's a, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough. I thought you were about to say being a pale redhead at one point (laughs) in that answer. And I was like, you've come full circle. That's good. You've shown a lot of personal growth in recent weeks. I will admit that I look kind Mm -hmm. of similar to Kevin Herter, but that's, that's as far as I'll go. Uh, I'm like, I, I don't even know, man. It's just like, it's like, I don't see any red. Speaking of Kevin Herter, what a steal last night. Dude, actually, that steal was probably one of the most important parts of the game. I wrote that night. down. I was like, I, we're going to forget about this, but that steal was gigantic. And it yeah. got lost in the shuffle because Trey was just crazy in the second half. But Trey went gone. Um, 
I don't know. I think we should start, obviously, with the Hawks. So they make the playoffs. And I, Darius Garland had a great first half. He was he was on fire. And it concerned me where I was like, okay, Jared Allen's doing enough. He clearly doesn't want to shoot. His hand's messed up. He's setting screens. Um, he's able to do just enough uh, to stay on the floor. Um, but Trey was just off. Trey was having a horrific game in the first half. He had so many turnovers. He was just losing dudes. He was not. He was not there, and I was concerned with some of our rotations. Um, Gallo wasn't attacking a lot, and that was something where I'm like, okay, if Trey's not going, like we need pick and pop with Gallo. Gallo needs to be the target. Um, that was not the case. Bogey deserves a lot of credit for last night, and I think he's another guy that will be lost in the shuffle where Bogey was hitting big shot after big shot, and he, well, he was, kept their head above water for yes. the entire first half. He had 14 first half points, I think. Without Bogey, the game's over. I don't. I think it would have been done. too much of a lead for them to come back from. So I think Bogey, like you said, he really, really did a lot. And Herter wasn't having it going either on offense. He was doing a lot of stuff. He was trying. He was fouling a lot. But he was he was frustrated. Like that was something. Like Herter was visibly frustrated for a lot of that game. And it was a physical game. And I think that was part of it. Is he had tough assignments. And one of the things that bailed us out, man, is that. Trey like Karis LeVert like they him and Trey had a back and forth briefly where they exchanged threes at one point in this game but like they did not have that dude to go out Trey like it it was just not nearly enough done on Trey Young that they could have done because Trey was awful defensively he was losing guys left and right and it's just Trey giveth Trey taketh away and you're just you're just waiting because when it can pop off, there's nothing like it where he pulls up from the Cavs logo and you're like, okay, here we come. Here comes the avalanche. And if he's hitting they didn't shots, have an answer. Though, if he's hitting those shots, you're not going to win. Yeah. There are not many teams in basketball who can run that offensively and, mm. and match uh shot for shot with Trey young. If he's hitting those deep logo threes. Yeah. And it, he will live and die by those, and we've seen him die many, many times, and he'll take the whole damn team with him. But mm-hmm. <laughs> last night, the second half, he was hitting them. And look, I, I was getting really, really concerned when Markkanen was was out shooting the entire Hawks team. But they were all open. Like, that's the other thing is Markkanen was wasn't hitting contested shots. Like, they were no. open. So I was like, I am like, I, that's what concerned me is they all, when they were just hot like, in the first quarter. Like, but they were all open. I, I want to go back and like pull them all up, but they were just ball movement and the Hawks were just so slow to rotate and we're just yeah. losing assignments and not communicating well. And we'll get into DeAndre Hunter, who another just, I mean, I, you know, it's quickly on DeAndre Hunter. He'll have these drives and I recorded it and I went back and I was like, he had some tough one-on-one finishes where he took them off the dribble. He went in, he should have gotten a couple and ones that he did not get the benefit of the doubt on, but he still finished. And I'm like, why are you not doing that nine to 10 times a game? Why are you not doing that when Trey doesn't have it going? Like the, you trade up for this lottery pick wing. This is what you have to do in the play. Like at some point, Deandre, you're going to have to attack. You're going to have to make life easier for Trey Young when he doesn't have it going. Like they cannot always fall on Trey's shoulders to keep this thing going. Like Bogey comes in, he's like, "All right, I'm gunning. Where's my next shot coming?" He's like, "Immediately, I'm ready to do this." And DeAndre just is not wired like that, but he can. And he can do it more often than he refuses to. He it he, DeAndre will never not drive me insane. Kevin Herter also had has those spurts where it's yeah. like he 
it's almost like he he forgets that he's an NBA player and he is mm-hmm. a bona fide stud. He's like one of the better player perimeter players on this team. And it feels like sometimes he forgets he's that guy. Mm-hmm. And DeAndre Hunter is like that too. DeAndre Hunter is more than just a, a three and D guy, or at least we need him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, last night he showed up a little bit on the defensive end. He played well enough. Uh, but hey, man, bring DeLon Wright some flowers, man. That guy played lights out. Great fourth defense. quarter. Pre fourth quarter, pre fourth. Well, he didn't really play in the fourth quarter all that much. Well, I mean, maybe it was third. Was it like, third or fourth? Was, it was when he he went in for who did they pull and it stopped the bleeding. It was it was after Capella went down and we went small and Yucca was at the five. Whenever he was out there with Trey, I think he was in for Herder. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think he was, he was in, in there for, for Herder and Trey, and then Trey came out. Uh, yes, that's when Trey started lighting up a little bit. Correct. Um, yeah, and Trey was distributing and shooting at a high clip. And it was DeLon Wright's ability to play on the other end that got the ball. He'd stop the ball and he'd force 24 second violations. Yeah. And that was part of it. He got enough stops, like one on one. He kept people on the perimeter, which was huge. And they weren't able to use their size and get it inside. Um, and that starts and stops with DeLon Wright. I mean, like if, if DeLon Wright doesn't play the way he does in that third quarter, the Hawks don't win this game. There mm-hmm. were just so many little things that had to go absolutely right. And look, I mean, it, that's playoff experience. At the end of the day, it's all playoff experience. And that's what the Hawks have and the Cavs don't. Um, and that's what I was saying. I was texting my little brother about it. My little brother was saying, oh, man, Trey, what, is he, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, just calm down. Wait for the playoff experience to show. And it did. The Cavs melted down. And Trey Young turned it turned in probably one of the most the grittiest performances of his career. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if they melted down. I think it was just more of like Mobley's too young. Where it was like they needed yeah, during that, that they scored forty second half points. That's well. I what I'm saying enough. is like it got tight. It got tight for them. Where their half court offense is just like Darius Garland was going off. Oh, Max is joining us. Hey, uh, hey, Max. We're talking about the Hawks right now. We wanted to kick <laughs> things off with that, so you're good. We're talking about the can't bury uh, the lead. Yeah, the Hawks winning obviously, but we we're getting into the Cavs scoring forty second half points. And they were kind of melt like whether or not that was actually them melting down. Because what I was saying was that like I when you like a lot of that early stuff was open Lori Market in threes and just a lot of defensive breakdowns on our front. And when you clean that up and when marketing doesn't get those looks, it was like, oh, the Cavs still have they're gonna have problems offensively with Jared Allen at the five, who's a non-shooter, with Evan Mobley, who's still a non-shooter at this point. He might uh, like he had one tough ISO and Mark Jackson was losing his mind. Cause he was like, Oh, that was a confident shot. And I'm like, yeah, but that's it. Like we're not getting another Mobley situation like that. And a Coro, uh, a non-factor obviously offensively too. So my whole thing was like, hey, I-, I expected, I wrote down, I'm like, this is not going to continue. I don't care how many threes Lori's hitting here early on, unless we plan on giving open threes for the remainder of this game. That's not a thing. The Cavs just need more. Like it cannot just be Darius Garland and that's your half court. Like it just got so tight for them when they the pick and roll wasn't there and they couldn't find those guys open across the like uh, from the perimeter. Like that was it. And it was like, I don't even know if they could have schemed that any better. I don't think there was something that they could have done differently. It was like they have some personnel questions when you're playing big like that and you run, you play Laurie at the three and you have somebody like Jared Allen, who's a great player. Like that's fun. But then you saw the flip side of that with the Hawks when Capella goes down, which I will maintain if Capella doesn't go down, we lose that game. I think that is some that was a unfortunate breaking point where it's like, oh, and Yucca, the rest of the way we're playing small. We're bringing Jared Allen outside the paint because we have no one inside anymore. And is going to be all over the place. He's active. He's like just 
more of a pain in the ass, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, but we were playing five out basketball and we were putting the Cavs in a really, really tough spot offensively. And I, I was not surprised that it flipped like that a little bit, but man, the conversations we're going to have to have uh, with Capella and stuff this summer are going to be uncomfortable. But is that a fair characterization of what I looked at in the first and second half? Did you have those same things? Yeah. I mean, it's, it goes both ways for me. Like I, I think, um, it boils down to me like one of those guards was good enough to win that game by himself and to like will his offense and the other isn't quite there yet. And that's right. like not at all a knock on Garland, but like they obviously need a secondary creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Karis LeVert, Michigan guy, is not that guy. Nope. Um, and, and so I think like I'm running out of superlatives with Trey, but like he is good enough to win games like that on the road, win or go home basically on his own to like will he's able to forget that first half like he's able to just forget it like he could not have thought any less about the nine turnovers he had like the first quarter he doesn't care that's his best that's his best trait is that things that would normally crush an athlete lift Mm. him up like like channing f trey young like that that doesn't get in his head that like pushes him to another <laughs> level and it's incredible like it is so antithetical to the atlanta the atlanta sports <laughs> ethos that it's just mm. like so refreshing to watch i, I think like I, we're probably gonna lose to the heat i don't know if we've gotten into that at all but i think we one of the yet. things one of the things about trey it, like I, i'm coming away from this thinking like Going forward, we have a bona fide st- playoff star, a guy we can go into a playoff series and we know like he he could shoot one for 15 in the first half. And you know what? He's going to come out in the second half and drop 30 like and that's so it's such a powerful thing to have. And, and it motivates you even more to surround him with championship caliber roster. And so I think, you know, that's a gritty win. Like that's a gritty win that we didn't see from the Hawks in the regular season. And in a way that, like, I think Trey's the most fun Atlanta sports athlete since Michael Bick. Like, the coolest. Like, they're, they're arguing. Mm. There are a lot of cool athletes in Atlanta right now, but like, there really I, are. I can actually. The way the that. way he's gonna one, he's gonna pick one one by one. He's gonna take every city in the Eastern Conference and make them hate him, and that's so yeah. cool. Well, I'm talking just. I'm, I think his upside. I'm really excited. Higher. I'm I'm more excited about that win than I thought I would be about getting out of the plan. Well, I think the Heat are a really good matchup for us. I think we get absolutely steamrolled by the Celtics or the Bucks in round one. Like, I think, like, <laughs> the answers with no Capella versus Giannis and company, like, just you're getting obliterated. Um, but Miami is different where it's like Trey's going to be the best player on the floor in every game that series. And Jimmy has not had the year. It's like, we're going to see a lot of people. It's like, have you watched the Heat? And Jimmy, like, there's going to be a numbers game where our offense is going to win a couple just because we're going to keep getting shots up that bogey's going to go off one of these games. You're going to have a herder game. And then Trey is just going to abuse Lowry or whoever you throw on him. Cause Kyle Lowry is not the dude he was two years ago. Lowry has missed a lot of games this year. The heat are going to throw a lot of different stuff. I think Spo is the best playoff coach that Trey has played to this point. I think that matters because he's had Thibs before that he had bud and he had Doc Rivers, and now he just beat uh, Borrego, and uh, which was the easiest call of all time, by the way. The Charlotte Hornets, I was like, oh, oh hell, yeah. done. Like there, anyone who did not put like the mortgage on the Hawks beating the Hornets in the first playing game, like you, you missed out on easy money. Um, but then this the, one, like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think 
the Capella thing is really interesting now because I think you're you're and you're talking about um, the coach, and I think that's a really valid like the way smarter teams are trying to play Trey is like really hard hedging and forcing the ball yeah. out of his hands and making ideally the roller make the play. Mm. And when that's Capella, that's a pretty enticing option. Like he's not, he's not going to like make plays. He'll make what's in front of him and, and that's about it. But a better at that. Than, yeah. A Kong will find the guy in the corner. Capella's so not doing you, that. Yeah. And, and, and Trey's kind of like regaining trust in his ability to give up the ball and let, you know, play four on five. And, and if we're playing four on five with a Kongu as a roller versus Capella, that Loki might be an upgrade. Mm. And and I think there are other reasons. I think there are reasons to be concerned. I'm not saying like Capella being out is a good thing. I think there are reasons to be concerned about what Capella does that a Kongu can't. Um, and namely on on the on the boards, like we might get killed there. But offensively, like I'm with you. We're gonna win a couple games just because we're gonna get up a million threes and make forty five percent of them. And we've played them well, right? Like I, I know yeah. I want to. What is our season series against them? Three this and year? one. Yeah, we're one and th- one and three. Well, we are right. one and three. But we also had two of those games when we were coming off of the COVID stretch. That's what Skyler I thought. Mays was our yeah. second, our number two point guard. Okay. I was I, I was looking through some previews. I was on Yahoo Sports and it was talking about, oh yeah, they lost this. They the Heat won this game with without Bam Adebayo or Jimmy Butler. I'm like, yeah, Trey Young didn't play. Neither did Clint mm-hmm. Capella. Neither did uh, I think. DeAndre Hunter was the only starter that we had playing in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I that was like right there at the end of that COVID stretch. So that, that very mo- may well have been. That's what what it is. It might have been a cardio game for DeAndre. Full strength, full strength got, uh, lineups it was April whatever that we played the, the last time we played, mm-hmm. and they. Re- I mean, we gave them a run for their money, right? Uh, and it was on the road too. So look, I don't think that a 36 year old Kyle Lowry is going to be able to keep up with Trey Young. Mm-hmm. that's not going to make any sense. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what Miami does to try and slow down Trey. Um, but they're, they've been very effective against pick and roll ball handlers. Uh, I think it's like 12.4 points per game is what they allow, but obviously none of those guys are Trey young. So we'll see what happens with that. That's really the biggest matchup I want to see, but Nico Congo, I think is going to give them so many options. Like you guys were saying, um, this is going to be a great series. I, I think this is going to go a full seven games. It, it wouldn't surprise me if, if the heat went in six, I think anything I think less than that. six would surprise me. I yeah. think the people who have heat and five, I'm like, I don't. It's I, foolish. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Watch the, watch I, I the Hawks take one game. Just win Uh-oh. one game of the next two, and then we'll see what happens. I, I get why we're off. Like, I, I get the optimism. I would not be surprised if this is heat and five. Um, oh, wow. And I, I don't even think that's like a pessimistic view of Hawks right now. Like, when you're down Collins and Capella, um, with, Are we sure bodies, Collins is out for the series, though? Are we sure Collins is not coming back? For I'm the not. Series? I'm not sure he's out for the series, but like, yeah. I can't imagine he's full strength. And I think with the bodies the Heat can throw, like Bam is a real problem without Capella, especially. Um, mm. And I love Okongwu. Like I'm one of the highest on Okongwu out of anyone I know. But there are questions about like I have questions about whether he can handle Bam's strength in this series, like. And whether he can he can get on the glass enough to not get killed, and Miami is so well coached that I just I wouldn't be surprised is all I'm saying. I, you know I think I think it's pretty it's pretty it's optimistic having the best player in the series, and I don't even think that's like a question or close. Um, but he's going to have to do a hell of a lot to keep us in this, and I think it's possible. I, I don't think it's impossible, but I wouldn't be like stunned if this was kind of a gentleman sweep. I guess it just depends on if we run out of bodies where it's like the just 
Trey's gonna have to play a lot of minutes. I'm like there was you a, can see a bogey ankle happening, and then it's like uh, well, we're really he's never right. Now, and yeah, yeah, I mean it. <laughs> the recipe's there. Um, well, I think one of the things too is like that scares me is just I think DeAndre Hunter cannot have any Tony Snell games. Like he cannot have the cardio games that I mean he had a cardio game last night. And he was, and I talked uh, before we got you got on Max. I t- told Garrett, um, like I don't know if you jotted this down in the game last night, but like he had a couple drives where it was like, oh, this should have been an and one. Like he he shows that he can do this. Like he has it in him, and he won't do it. Like he missed a couple open threes early. I want to say in the first quarter and like wide open they were not treating him like Westbrook for a little bit um, early on, which was really weird because he shot the ball well for the most part this year, but he has that in him. He just won't like he, like there's just something that doesn't click for him that he's like, Trey is not playing well. Herter isn't playing well. I've got to go do my, I'm a lottery pick. They traded up for me. I'm a wing that can drive. I'm strong. Like he's a strong dude. I'm long. Let me go take this inside and see what happens. And it's, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating because you see the third quarter against Charlotte and you're like, that there it's right there do that be that guy yeah. um but i think what you have, 15 you know, or 16 in that quarter like he yeah, has that and, in him and it was so easy like and, and and he he for once in his life he sort of like hesitated on the the mid-range pull-up and just got to the hoop <laughs> for an easy layup and it's like dude that's all we want like make open threes attack closeouts be a really good defender and you're like right. a borderline max guy in the nba and he just won't do it every and, night Health aside, like that's a that's a separate discussion. But if we get that DeAndre Hunter, yeah, we have a chance. But it's also the opposite, where like you know that if if I was telling, if I was like talking about how a smart coach would play the Hawks, like you're kind of daring DeAndre Hunter to beat you, and mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of like you know you're hard closing out Bogey, you're hard closing out Herder, um, and you're kind of not hard closing out DeAndre, and you're daring him to, to beat you in ISO, beat you in pick and roll, and like he's not going to. And so, I don't know. Who do I you think, think? Who do you think the five? What like? What do you think are? What do you think the assignments are going to be? Who do you think Nate's going to put on who? The best five for the Heat and the best five for the Hawks. Who do you think he's going to throw on who? So you have you have uh, Struis in there for the Heat. Yeah, I think Struis is in there. Well, yeah. I guess it depends. It might be Hero to close. I'm not sure. I guess it it's going to be tough if they really want to go Hero and Duncan to close these important games. for The Hawks. I don't know. That's I tough. haven't watched I enough heat to say the rotations, but, but I mean, if they just want to get into a scoring battle with the Hawks, I yeah. can see those two. But another thing is mm. like these one one final thing that I that it was like the for the as far as the the matchups go is they the Hawks have a hard time guarding the three point line they mm. have all season, and the Miami Heat are the best three point shooting team by as a team in the NBA. They're like thirty seven percent. They have like four guys who can hit threes in your face at any given moment, and that is really what concerns me the most. And that's why DeAndre Hunter is the most important player in this series. Like you guys were saying, he has to be able to guard the perimeter effectively, take out somebody, and then bring in DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright is going to play critical minutes. He's going to have to play a lot, yeah. Critical minutes. And then oh, that's Trey's another thing. Lou not playing. Lou not suiting up last night. Another victory <laughs> for the Hawks. Like Thank that. God. I think, I think if you had Capella... He was chugging wine at the Braves game today, too, by the way. I, I, I'm not sure if I remember to post that. <laughs> if... If you had Capella, I think the defensive game plan would be pretty straightforward. Um, and it would be uh, Hunter match Hunter's minutes with Butler and yeah. run everyone else off the three-point line and, and see what Capella can do at the rim and mm. dare them to beat you in between. And I think that's like 
if they were a disciplined defensive team, that's like what they probably would do. And maybe they still will do that with a Kongu, but I think it's, it's, you leave yourself a little more susceptible at the back end when it's a Kongu and not Capella. Yeah. And so well, I don't know. Just that, we have to put out the Gallinari. I think the Gallinari thing's a bigger aspect to this where it's like Capella and Nyeka. Yeah, it's different, but like Gallinari getting a lot of minutes at the floor, it, the man 41 it, minutes. And you time. can't hide. Yeah. You can't hide against the heat. No. And that's the problem is there's no one. Like who I are mean, we putting him on? PJ Tucker, Jimmy? I guess. PJ Tucker, if he plays, but like he's not going to play crunch time and it's not a Gallo series. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, where are you putting Trey? I don't think the answer to where you put Trey is super obvious. Like, I know, I know everyone's going to say Lowry, Lowry, but he's got to. Yeah, I was going to. You can't on Tyler Hero. He doesn't have the size to jump on Tyler Hero. He's not he's falling around Duncan Robinson. Like, that's not going to go well. Yeah, he can't run around screens and stuff. For, for Trey. Just size. Just, just and and that's kind of why I think, that's why I'm not as, as optimistic. I think, like, yeah. the Heat have answers to all the potential questions, other than, like, what do you do with Trey? No one has an answer to that. But the Heat have more answers in this series than the Hawks do, and, and, there's a path for the Hawks, I think. Um, but every question besides Trey, we bring up about like, what can the Hawks do about this? There's not an answer for with the heat. There, there's an answer to every, all these questions. Yeah. They're a lot, a lot more deep. And uh, I, yeah, I, I don't think we win this series, but I, I would not be surprised if it goes six or seven. And I also it's funny. really want to see John Collins play. Like I want to yeah. see the series with John. John Collins plays. I think that this, the, the Hawks have a chance. If if he's healthy enough to play like quality minutes, the Hawks have a chance. If he, if he doesn't play at all, like I think Max, if he like plays, he's saying, a decoy. Like this, the finger thing seems pretty bad and he's still wearing the, the band on it. Right. Like the, the tape it together. I don't know. It might be the Jared Allen thing where Jared Allen played last night and he did. Some but they're stuff, also not but, asking Jared Allen. He couldn't shoot free throws. Uh, yeah. They're not asking Jared Allen to do what we're asking John Collins to do. And he also has fasciitis in his can, heel. Like, I, I, if he it, can't run. If he can be a threat on the boards, that's enough for me, though. Yeah. Like, if he can if he can rim run and, and get on the boards, like, that is that is a massive add. And you don't, and that would save us a ton of Gallinari. And I think mm. that's going to be something that frustrates us. It's funny, like, before the game yesterday, uh, a friend of mine texted me and asked, and was like, am I the only one who's, like, a little, a little uh, you know, think we're going to lose tonight and, and i was saying like i think we're going to lose tonight and then i also think we're going to beat the heat in six like it's like <laughs> i live it, it constantly living in between those two feelings and i feel that way about this series if you told me we trey goes off wins this series playoff trey the old hawks are back i wouldn't be like stunned if you told me the five game pretty quick series normal eight one i i wouldn't be surprised and that that's kind of the hawks this year um which is why last night was so refreshing like they have not been that gritty all year like uh, that was the first the time all year I think. season Easily. and but and that's why i'm not going to count them out i'm, I'm never going to count out Trey young in this team because you look and there are just so many options so many guys i mean they lead the nba and in, in guys who've scored t- who average more than 10 points um hmm. like they they can beat you with a half dozen different people in any given night and look yeah the miami heat can too but the miami heat nah nah i don't I'm I'm hyping myself up. I'm hyping myself up. I already, I already feel myself doing it. But no, the uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a chance. I'm gonna give him a chance. But it's all gonna come. I, I don't. I'm not terribly optimistic for Sunday. I, I think the um, the hangover game is very likely. Um, but look, this team has also has some very serious playoff experience from last year, and that's gonna matter. That matters a whole hell of a lot. And look, win one of the games, the first two, then we can mm-hmm. go from there. If they don't win one of the first two games. It might get Sun- kind of ugly. Kind of Sunday's a schedule loss. Like Sunday's that a schedule be, loss, that, that's and just you go for game two. That, 
you're an eight seed. Screw yeah, off. and and like, that's how it should. That's that's how the play. I mean, I I think that's how the play should be. Like we played ourselves into this position, and now we're we're scrambling. And so I think if we lose by twenty on Sunday, I'm not. It's not going to change how I feel about this series. I think you go for it in game two. You try to get the split, and then you go from there. Um, but I can tell you one thing. I, I guarantee. I guarantee Miami did not want to see Trey Young in, a, in an 8-1 matchup. I guarantee they much would have rather seen Darius Garland in, in Cleveland, and that's what we have going for us. Um, and that's uh, – I'm I'm going to blindly believe in him until he shows me otherwise in the playoffs. Uh, do you know who I'm not blindly believing in? The Dansby. Atlanta Falcons. Dansby Swanson. <laughs> I, had I had a feeling. Who I think his what is his WRC plus? I pulled it up last night. I was looking at because I I went back through and I was like, it's bad, but it's not that bad. And then I was like, oh, it's it's that bad. Where we're <laughs> him and Rosario just horrific, just a horrific start. And I think I said in this podcast where like something I was concerned about was like I didn't want to bring back Rosario or Solaire. Where I was like, great moment, the memories will be forever. I still believe they were more of who they were before they got here than who they they were during that postseason run. And giving Rosario that deal, I was like, I that this is not good. And Dickerson obviously has been awful too. The whole bottom half of the lineup, it's like Matt Olson is doing everything he possibly can at the top of this order. Um, uh, Ian Anderson got shelled early. Um, Kyle Wright had some nasty stuff uh, this week. So yeah. Very good. Hey, give Austin uh, Riley his flowers. Come on. Austin Riley too. Ozzy, depending on All the matchup. the Riley train, baby. Yeah. Well, it's just like <laughs> keeping your it's keeping your head above water until Acuna gets back. But like Swanson is like I forgot who it was. Like when we were to core pieces, and like he was still in Cooley. And I'm like, Dansby Swanson is not a core piece. If he was not a number one overall pick, if he was not someone who was in that trade and you just did not know anything about him other than what he has produced in the last couple of years for Atlanta. It's like, Oh, he's a replacement level guy. Like he's, he's Jack Wilson over here from Pittsburgh in the mid two thousands. And we don't have to like pretend that he's something else. And it's like, we're going to have, I don't know. I'm just at the point where I'm like, if he's hitting like this or anywhere close to this, like close to this come July, I think you have to have some real conversations about where he fits in this team. And I think, my concern before the season was they did not address the outfield enough, which was they needed some other bat. They needed someone who they could have counted on more. Like even if they went out and got Castellanos or whoever, like I think they needed one more guy to keep this thing afloat while Acuna is gone. And we're seeing with the Mets and the Phillies, they're playing well at the gate. The Mets are going to be there till the end of the year that like, I don't know the Rosario thing. It's I I've, I've written that one off. I don't think that's getting better. I think that one's canceled it out, but like Dansby is, he's going to be frustrating, but I, the quotes Braves Twitter is turning on Dansby. Like if you go through the stuff, a lot of people are turning on Dansby. There's all that Freddie Freeman crap from the uh, spring spring training. It's like, yeah, whatever, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not waving the white flag. I mean, it's been not I'm not waving the white flag. I just don't think he's well, but I mean, on Eddie Rosario or Dansby Swanson. I mean, okay. I think that who are you a bigger believer in? Well, who do you think is more likely to bounce back? I think both will regress to the mean. I mean, look, Eddie Rosario is not going to hit 0.043 for the rest of the season. Like he's he's a, a career 250 guy. That's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting 250 batting. I I always assumed he was going to regress. I, I I mean, we're never we were never going to see what he was against the Dodgers for a full 162 games. That was that's insane. But 
if he just comes in and he provides quality bottom of the in, bottom of the lineup at bats, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I see what you're saying. I mean, I wasn't terribly big on Eddie Rosario. He was probably the last person on the group that I wanted to resign. If, if any of them, I like yeah. Jorge Soler, but I mean, he's another guy who's been, he's probably flashed a little bit more potential as far as big, like big moment hits. Um, mm-hmm. He's got. More I don't power. know. I just would have like Starling Marte, Castellanos. There are options who, out there, but the thing is, it's like I, I'm not. Uh, they can fix it at the trade deadline. That'll be fine. True. Yeah. I'm and not, like I'm I think this is a playoff team, but I just yeah. the bottom half of this order sucks. I think we just have to be honest. Like the bottom half of this order is just. But it's also like uh, regressing the means a good way to look at it. Like Dansby's Dansby. I just look this up. Has had two seasons in his career uh, above a 100 OPS plus with 100 being average. He had two seasons around 115. The rest mm-hmm. of his career has been up, like hovering in the 80s and 90s, and that's who he is. Like he's yeah. replacement level might be a little strong, just because like I think what he gives you a holistically as a shortstop is probably better than that. But like, yeah, they, I agree with you that Dansby's not like what a lot of fans think Dansby is because he's got the flow and the, the draft pick and the trade and all that. Um, but the ladies like, love he's him, basically. Al- he's also not what he is right now. Like <laughs> he's he's certainly better than that. The ladies do love him, uh, and, and he sells <laughs> some tickets. Um. But I think you're right. Like if you're if you're saying like you know is Dansby Swanson like going to be a complete and total liability? I don't think that. Uh, is he going to suddenly turn into a you know MVP candidate? Obviously, I don't think that either. Um, and so like he'll regress. It's early. There's so much. And then I think I think there'll be a question near the deadline of how much credence do you put into like this was a World Series team versus like a this was a mid '80s win team. Um, last year. And I think mm-hmm. that that will be a really interesting question um, that the front office faces. And I think until then, until Acuna comes back, until we see it all together, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make any rash judgments. Like we were like a year ago, we were talking about Austin Riley. Right. And like, we don't need to bring that well, up. The difference but... is he was young. Like Dansby's not young. Rosario is a vet. Yeah. Like these guys are not, this is who that like, there's no other like, Blip. Like there's nothing. There was a bunch of avenue in real estate for Riley to make the jump. It was just like, is he going to do it? At some point, you're going to have to make the decision. And like the context was different. That like Riley, if you wanted to win a World Series, Riley had to be something else. Like you can only wait on this player for so long before you have to make tough choices of like, do we package him in a Chris Bryant trade? Like, is yeah. is there a point where it's like, I don't know. Now, obviously, it paid off. Dansby, it's like, no, the ship sailed. Like, any yeah. kind of star power or anything, like, this is who he is. We have enough at-bats where it's like, this is who this guy is, which and is I'm a not, below average yeah. hitter. I'm not comparing the two players. I'm more yeah. saying, like, you need the sample size before deciding, like, how to how yeah. to proceed. Like, the sample size in the season. Like, if he's suddenly fallen off, yeah, that is that is something you have to address. But we won't know that for a few more months. And, and you know, I think he also gets some benefit of the doubt as a guy who's been relatively consistent throughout his career of like being a consistently like average MLB starter. Probably. I mean, he's a plus what is average. He's, he's a plus. plus what is his, he's a plus defender. What's his average from the seventh inning on? I want someone to pull that up. It's I bet you he bats man. like, I bet you he bats like three twenty uh seventh inning on. He's a career nine. He's a career nine win player total, by the way, Oof. which is That's like not great for a slightly above average for having been, a six year guy, seven year guy. Not for a shortstop. There, shortstops. I need a little bit more from them. But I mean, look. I mean, Austin Riley was probably the most important person on that on that World Series team. I, you can make that. You can really make that argument. 
Um, I'm not, I, I, Max, I'm with you. I don't think that Dansby Swanson's ever going to be that, but I think he does offer some, um, some value off of the diamond as well. I mean, I think t- people look at him uh, like as like a clubhouse leader potentially. I mean, he and Ozzy are probably the most they're the most tenured guys on the team, aren't they? It would be him and Ozzy. Or no, it would be. I guess it would be Dansby. No, it's definitely Dansby. So, um, I, and I think that kind of thing matters. Uh, yeah, because Ozzy yeah. came in with Acuna, and then mm-hmm. Dansby yeah. came in a, a year or two before that. So, uh, I think that sort of thing matters. But I'm not going to overreact to anything one way or the other. I don't know who you replace him with. I mean, who, yeah, shortstops. I mean, you make a trade. Yeah. That's a a long-term conversation though. If we want to have the, is, is Dansby the long-term shortstop for the Braves conversation? That's a little different than like, so this is something that we're going to be having a conversation about almost guaranteed coming up in August, September. Um, So is he going to be on the Braves in, in the near future? Maybe, maybe not, but he also doesn't have very much trade value at this point. Yeah. Also, I mean, just trade value, just upgrade. Like, I don't know. I just think there's going to be. I'm interested to see what Dansby's future looks like in Atlanta, and if there comes a tipping point where it's like, all right, at some point we have to be honest about what this player is and what we can do to get better. Because you should always be looking to get better. And I think when a player plateaus or falls off the deep end, where it's like maybe a change of scenery is the only thing that's going to fix. I mean, does he still lead the league in strikeouts at this point? Probably. He, he, he was it was a fifteen at one point. I mean, it's been oh, like I don't know. Yeah, he leads the league in strikeouts. <laughs> he has fifteen strikeouts. Um, I saw someone. Oh, here it is. Dansby Swanson is the MVP of the team. He is the most consistent player we have. I can always count on him to let me down. Braves <laughs> fan, down bad. Oh, oh, down bad. Um, I'm not down bad. Like this is a playoff team. You gotta, you gotta log out, oh, no, log out Braves Twitter until like July at least. <laughs> Right, you can always count on Braves Twitter to to overreact to everything, one way or yeah, the other. Yeah. Whether it's like we're the best team in the world in the history of baseball, or vice oh, I have a take for you guys. What you got? I have a take. I I, I, got, I was I thought about this this week if I was going to mention this in the pod. Um, so the the Braves gave out the the fake rings this week, right? Like if you got there early or whatever, you can get the ring. I got mine. Oh no, Garrett's not going to like this take. Um. <laughs> He's going to get it, Max. I don't know how you to gotta tell, You got to say the take before he comes back. I, I, he needs to hear this. Sorry, I'm back. All right, here. Sorry. Put it, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> he, he's, he's putting it on. I think Garrett knows what take I'm about to unleash. Um, Look at that. I saw this, and I was seeing friends of mine, family, all excited. Like I knew a lot of people who went, took pictures, were like, we did it, champions. And <laughs> I... We the cringe was so overwhelming for me that like if you if I went to that game that night and they offered me the fake ring, I would have been like, if that touches my finger, I'm out of here. Like if that <laughs> if that comes anywhere near my finger, I'm out. Like I'm a fan of the team. Like I, I got the, the Braves hat and stuff like that. But like I didn't play. You didn't play. You drinking four cores lights a game for every playoff game did not give you the, the uh, did not put you in the conversation to have a ring. You that that's the I, I don't know. Like I people I like. Hey, if you want to experience joy and it was a joyful thing, and you feel like you were along for the ride, cool. <laughs> My take is it was extremely weird, and I I could not do it. It, it would it, I could not in good faith, in good conscience, 
put a fake world championship ring on my finger and act like I was a part of anything that happened on the field and that I'm a member of a world champion baseball team. Can't this, do it. Won't do this it. Is, this is on par with the like the Grizz or the uh, the, the <laughs> T Wolves celebrated too much for winning the play in game takes. Like, hold on, hold let on. Them have their fun. Like, no, hold cares? on. That's not. It's no, hold sports. on. No, 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 no. no. I know what you're talking, saying. I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. Specifically about the player. The, the, the players. Yes, I know. The players did that. Yes. As much to do with it as. A but player. it's like it's a it, no, It's a family no. member of that take. Like it's a like it's fun. <laughs> it's all in good fun. Like it's sport. look. That's why I didn't say it out loud. That's why I didn't. Ring. That's really all it is to me. I'm just gonna put it up somewhere. Like I'm not. I'm not attacking any. Here's here's my thing. Here's my thing. And I'm I'm slightly more on on like whatever have the ring side. Um but like why do you emotionally invest in sports teams? Like there's got to be a payoff, right? Like you feel like you have invested something. You mm-hmm. might not be like playing, but you have cer- certainly time at minimum, time, emotional energy, uh, definitely money yeah. into like teams you root for. Yeah. And you are a part of the ecosystem to some extent. Like you can sell me on. If you don't buy tickets, if you don't buy right. jerseys, if you don't support, the team won't exist. Well, you could sell me on like there. You can pass it around. You can try it on and take a picture with the real one, where it's like I felt like a part of this ride with the real ring. They did with the World Series trophy. Yeah, that that I'm okay with. Like, take a picture with the the real thing, and you're like, hey, how cool is this? We did it. We brought it home. Like, I'll get to experience the same thing after two seasons of Nico in Knoxville when they pass around the national title, the college football playoff national championship. I'll be able to just be like Nico Iyama Liava and Carnell Tate, like are just passing up the the thing. And we're all in our pajama pants, just really enjoying. As they receive their, as they receive their $8 million checks. Hey, checks and checks and titles. Let's go. Who like checks and titles. Let's go. And also that's allegedly. So calm it down there, Max. Um, there's there's been very, very little title denial title there, but we don't have to go there. Um, but no, like if you if you pass that <laughs> around, I'm good with it. I did not hear you. What did you say? I just said the only title these guys are getting is the one that they get from the the boosters who buy them a car. Oh, <laughs> that's the only nah. title they're getting. Oh, like one of the things that I worry about oh, though man. is there's not enough. Like we don't have enough roster spots on offense to get every playmaker that we'll have. Oh my god! Year. All right, enough of this. What do you go like seven and five last year? Let's move along. I don't think you know what's coming. Like, can we play Taven Jackson, Joe Milton, Hendon Hooker, and Nico? You just said Joe Milton. Joe yeah. Milton. We're Running really back. going back to this. Running back. No, 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 no. He runs like a four eight. <laughs> he is hard to bring down, man. I don't know if I need to show Over you that. Over under twenty one point. I watched more. <laughs> To the dogs, what do you think? Over under 21 ran a bounce. <laughs> you know what's funny? Andy Staples in his Tennessee deep dive, he went to Knoxville last weekend when Nico was here for the Farragut uh, scrimmage. And one of the things he, he mentioned, it's like this straight anecdote that I thought about sending to you, Max, where it was like, also watching Joe Milton in practice is one of the most mesmerizing things I saw you can that. do. Yeah, is that I not crazy? That, he was, and I was like, I really thought this was going to be the first offseason where we didn't do this with Joe <laughs> Milton. Like, I really, truly thought that. And then I was like, damn, I was really an idiot for thinking we would ever go in another offseason in history without being like, man, if Joe Milton just puts it together, like, the he's talent the best is practice player of all time. I think he's the best practice talent, like, it all being there. And it's like, there's no reason this person should not win multiple Heismans in every practice you watch him in and then you're like you watch a game situation he runs out of bounds on fourth down like that's it, we have like not... two and a half years of data now of yeah. in-game data being like 
he can't do this. It's but not he going the to happen. Ball. Like he, he has the best ball in college football. That doesn't matter. I, I, I was, I was honestly stunned. He's still on the roster. Like I, I thought he would. Him and Hendon are close. Move along. So Hendon, mm, he can't play right away. Wait, they're, they're close to being the starter. No, 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 no. Hendon and Joe are like close friends. Like they're, oh, they push okay. each other. Like they're, they have a very, they're very tight. So I think it's one of those where. I think Joe is cool being Hendon's backup because of how cool Hendon was to Joe when he started out the season as the starter. So I think they're they're pretty tight. So it's like if something happens to Hendon, Joe will step in. God forbid. God forbid. And if it goes like it's just yeah, I think. Hey, you know what, man? With how hard it is to keep guys on the roster anymore, whatever. Like guys, I know Michigan's, and- Michigan's going through this too with like. We're not going to name a starter and like we're going to keep the just to keep two guys on the yes. roster who can play. It's crazy. I mean, you it's, yeah, it's your a- team like you're recruiting mm-hmm. a, a new roster every single year, including the guys who are currently there. It's it's completely radically changed. LSU has about. an entirely new team. The LSU basketball team lost everyone. Everyone either graduated or went in the portal. Yeah, that's... they didn't have a single scholarship. Georgia lost 10 players, 10 basketball players. Yeah, we're we're ten. severely I didn't off know played ten. <laughs> are we going to talk Falcons? Or are we going to save that for next week? No, we can do, we can hit Falcons real quick because I did have some like Dean Peace is getting frustrated. He was he was talking this week and he's like, I want this team to be great defensively. I don't want to just be okay. A lot of people are okay, and I'm paraphrasing here a little bit. Peace was he gives really interesting answers. He gives me some strong Mike Leach of defense vibes when I listen to him <laughs> where like, he's just saying what's on his mind. And he's just seems pretty annoyed about things, but I'm like, Dean, not the year for this. The talent's not there. It's not happening. But he was talking about, we have two good young safeties. So I like that. He wants to play a lot. And I was like, Jalen Hawkins and Richie Grant are going to get a bunch of snaps in the, at this two safety spots. Like, God, the disparity between those two in the back end and potentially like Sauce Gardner and AJ Terrell at the corner spots is going to be insane because we saw nothing from Richie Grant last year to suggest he is ready for an increased he, load. He wasn't playing his true position. He was playing yeah. out of position last year. I'm I'm not ready to to say that anything about Richie Grant. I'm not going to one way what or the Hopkins? other. Hawkins, we haven't really seen at all. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. Like, look, it's a bold move to give them yes, both absolutely. bigger roles. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I I think both of them yeah. desperately need to get bigger roles. And look, if they go cornerback in the first round, then all of a sudden, like this could be a really, really talented young secondary. Um, well, it's April sixteenth. It's April sixteenth. Max, who is your pick right now? Who do you think the Falcons go with as of April sixteenth? Who do you think they take at that at that first spot? Who do I think or who do I want? Let's do. Who do you think and who do you want? I feel like this is going to change. I want to document this weekend week out. I I don't know why I think this. But I'm getting Boy, a really, week of this. I'm getting a really sinking feeling that it's receiver. I'm going to say I think it's Garrett Wilson. Okay. Uh, who do I want? I think Sauce Gardner would be number one of my wants. Okay. Um, Garrett, and Kayvon Thibodeau, a close second. I don't think Kayvon's going to be there, but that would be. I don't, wild I don't either, but that would be one, awesome. One of those big edge guys will be there. Whether, that, whether that's Trayvon Walker, whether that um, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, one of those. Jermaine Johnson, he's yeah. going to be there. One of those guys is going to be there. And if I'm Terry Fontenot, I'm drafting an edge guy, period. And then I'm probably going to draft another one in the second round. Um, this has been That's been the biggest need of this team for a freaking decade. And they <laughs> haven't figured it out for a decade. Draft the right guy and get it figured out. 
what I think they're going to do, but the only other thing, only other non-edge guy that I would go with if he's available is Kyle Hamilton. I don't think he's going to be available. Yeah, I've seen him drop in a little bit. People I've are seen dropping. Drop. Yeah. I've seen for some unknown reason. But talking yeah. about the safety position, this guy is a game changer, a, a, a playmaker, a guy who makes your defense go. If he drops, I'm taking him. I'm, I'm all the way in. There, even if there's, is there, wait, hold on. Are you dropped? Are you taking him even if Sauce is there? Yes. Oh, I can't. I'm taking Sauce. No, I'm taking. There, there are so many guys. You're gonna find. You're gonna find another Sauce. Sauce. There's a Sauce in every draft. There's not a Kyle Hamilton in every draft. Yeah, but if Sauce is if Sauce is there, you're taking Kyle Pitts because he's the best player in the draft. Um, Micah Parsons. He's the best player in the draft. Kyle Hamilton for me is the best player in the draft as far as just the talent. Wait, the best player. For me, he's the best. I, I I think he's the best player in the draft. Oh um, wow! But based off of the position, Aiden Hutchinson slander gonna, will not be tolerated. I'm not saying Aiden Hutchinson's a bad player. Aiden Hutchinson's going to be the number one overall pick. But it's mostly it has as much to do with the position as he, the, that they play as it does anything else. Um, hmm. I think Kyle Hamilton would be an absolute game changer for this defense. It'll be a game changer for anywhere anyone who drafts him. Uh, he's the only person I'm going to draft if it's not an edge guy. Uh, but Max, I kind of feel what you're feeling. I if hmm. I think I think they go wide receiver or quarterback for some reason. Oh, it's just in the back of my head. I don't. I desperately don't want them to do it. I want them to pick a defender. Please, for the love of God, figure this defense out, dude. If it's Malik Willis at eight, I swear I might vomit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have vomit. a fit. I'm gonna have a fit. It's gonna I, be really, but, but really I also, bad. I also love Malik Willis. I just don't love him at eight. I don't love him at eight, and I don't. I don't love, him love Malik the, Willis. The I don't love. Anyone at eight, and I don't love taking yourself out of the market next year when we're no. going to be picking in the top three. It is going to happen. This team is so bad. Like yeah. the <laughs> fact that you brought up, you started with Dean Pease being like, I want to be great, not okay. It's like, dude, yeah. I would do anything to be okay. Like, mm-hmm. we've, we haven't dude, been okay on okay defense, defense in 15 years. We run away with a Super Bowl if we just have an okay defense. I'm just concerned about taking another edge rusher flyer until John Abraham's son is available to be drafted. <laughs> because until then, I'm I'm, I'm so I'm so skeptical of like so deep. I'm so skeptical of like give the Falcons an edge rusher who hasn't fully developed but has potential because of his testing numbers. Like that they will ha- not not that the player won't be good, but that the Falcons will be able to like bring him to be the guy he's going to be. And part of that is like if you draft an edge rusher. He's going to be counted on to be your best edge rusher next year. If you mm-hmm. draft an edge rusher in the second round, he's probably your best edge rusher next year. Lorenzo Carter, and Lorenzo Carter is a solid guy. Fair. He's a professional football player. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, sec- it, he'll get a six sacks next year. He'll get a six I don't, sacks. I don't think Tra- uh, Trayvon Walker is going to be there, so it's not really an issue. But like, if the Falcons drafted Trayvon Walker, like, I don't know if it would go well. Right. Um, and I think Ooh. the same can be said about, about Jermaine Johnson. Like, I, I won't be upset at the pick. Um, because I'll get it, but I, I, I would be like, I think a they're a little bit, bit different. Worried. Trayvon was a cog like Jermaine. Literally. He was what a- ACC defensive player of the year this past year. He lit up the ACC. He like was he the was the best in, player on the yeah. field. Every time he went out and played. My guess is they go Jermaine Johnson. That's still my number one guess is what they do. Like if he's there, I think they go Jermaine Johnson. I would be surprised if they don't go edge rusher. Like I would be surprised at this point if that's not where they go. But if they don't go that, I don't think they go receiver either. Here is who I think they go with. They don't do that. Tackle. Tyler Linderblom. Whatever he no, pronounces his last name. No, I think no, they no, go to no, center. No, 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 no. I, the center position is an issue. Right now, we have not replaced Alex Mack. 
And if they really think this dude can start right away and to keep like just they can build out the rest of this offensive line and they think that that's the final touch is like they think McGarry and um, why, why am I blanking on the one? What is the other one's name? Why am I blanking Lynch, on the other one? You're talking about Lindstrom? Lindstrom. You're talking about Lindstrom, Matthews? yeah. Lindstrom did not sound right in my head. And I was like, because it, it was Linda Blum. I'm like, yeah, okay. But if they, I could see them being like, all right, we're finishing out this offensive line. We're like, we have Mayfield. So, he won't have the season from hell next though. year. And we're going to do that. I think I'm trading I, back. if they trade back, I'm all in on that. If you no can get back to 14, to I'll do it. I, th- I, think th- I think I would not at all be surprised if they went tackle. I think um, yeah. McGarry has not shown us enough to like pencil him they brought in competition for him which shows you enough about how they feel about mcgarry they also weren't the ones who traded back up to draft caleb mcgarry that was the other regime and we have to keep that in mind with a lot of these guys like they are not beholden to past draft mistakes in the way that um the old regime would have been so if they don't think mcgarry's the guy and and they want to go best player available it might be one of those tackles and and i wouldn't even really fault them for that process um I really want help defensively, but I also wouldn't fault them for saying, Hey, this is the best guy on the board and we don't exactly not have a need at tackle. Like I, I would say there is plenty of room to upgrade over Caleb McGarry at, at tackle. See, but that's, that's actually one of the things that's, that's most exciting about this team is because it is the most exciting team in the NFL draft this year, because it can go literally any direction and you can justify it taking a safety, a cornerback, a linebacker, a, a, a offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, a quarterback, a running back at any point in this draft. And there's no other team in football that, that's like that. And it's for that reason that I'm not drafting a quarterback. I'm not drafting a guy like that. I'm going to go get game as many game changers as I can. Um, and who's that game changer going to be? I think Kyle Hamilton's a game changer. I think that an edge guy can be a game changer. I don't think Linderbaum's a game changer for this team necessarily. Even though I, I, I don't agree. agree with it, by the way, like I don't, I wouldn't. I think the do center it. is the most yeah. undervalued position on a football field. It is the most underrated for sure because you look at the difference between that 2015 offensive line and that 2016 offensive line. Alex Mack was the only difference between those lines, and they go and win a Super Bowl, and they were one of the best offensive lines in football because yeah. that is the difference. You add a talented center. If they think that that guy can be their center for the next 15 to 17 years, I think they're like, potentially I would, I would entertain the offer. I really like him as a prospect. I would absolutely entertain it. I don't love it at eight. Just trade down. Yeah. I would trade down and do it and pick up another, maybe another first round pick next year or more, just more capital because you need draft picks. I would, I would, I would be a little bit concerned. We're going to learn a lot about um, Terry Fontenot, how he wants to build a team and, and how they want to construct a roster. And that's exciting. Um, but I would be a little bit concerned if their first two drafts, two top 10 picks were a tight end in the center, just like positional <laughs> value wise, like it would not scream confidence to me. Um, and I, you know, that I'm not saying Kyle Pitts was a bad pick again. I don't think he was, but um, going tight end center with your back to back top 10 picks in your first two years, just in the way the NFL values those positions and like how valuable the fifth year option is and all that stuff. Like, it wouldn't scream uh, everything's okay over here. Um, so I think I, I, I do hope that's part of it. I hope there's a positional value element of it, of saying, you know, wh- whoever the best corner edge tackle or um, really those three are the most valuable non-quarterback positions. I guess you could throw a receiver in there maybe. Um, whoever the best of that group is, is the pick. And I, I can't be, I wouldn't fault them for any of those. Mm. all right well that's all i've got 
guys. Um, let's do. We'll we'll end on this front. Hawks in how many games? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But your final prediction, I think, Max. Do you have Hawks or Heat in five? It's between five and seven because I don't think they're winning on our, on a game six in Atlanta. Um, okay. I'll say seven. I'll, I'll say seven. I'll, I'll heat and seven. Garrett, what I about agree. you? It's heat and seven. I, I think the if the Hawks can sh- if the Hawks get swept uh, in the first two games of the series, I can believe Haw- uh, Heat and five. That would not surprise me at all. Um, there are a couple, just a couple factors. I mean, uh, apparently, Click Capella uh, Woj just tweeted that he is um, he's going to miss significant time, but there's no structural damage. Uh, so we may see him in the third or fourth game when he comes back to when it comes back to Atlanta. That could mean a lot for the team, and if he can come in and put in some significant minutes, that's that's meaningful. Um, that's also if he really. Play and John Collins doesn't play. I get a little concerned. That's also so, really big going into the off season that he's not like it's not a serious structural yeah. injury just because of the flexibility that they need with with him. Like yeah. he might be moved this off season, and, and if he had blown out his knee, that would have really changed things for them. And I think it's going to be heat and seven. I think it's heat and seven. I just don't think that the, unless the Hawks just absolutely come out of nowhere and throw out some, but it's, but at the end of the day, how, how many times do you ever see an eight seed beat a one seed? There's a very good reason for that. So I'm going to have to lean with the heat. Mm. I'm going to say heat and six. I think they end it in Atlanta. I could see them really enjoying uh, ending it in Atlanta. Jimmy and company enjoying that. Um. Yeah. Can't wait to go there we to go. At least one game. I just want to go to one. That's all I want to do. Well, Tyler, to, like, Tyler Hero minus two thirty to be the Heat player. Trey picks a fight with first. Uh, I don't. Or think who picked be, one with him? No, I think PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. Yeah, I would say it's more likely like PJ or Bam. Like he's gonna annoy Bam, and he's. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, he's he's gonna get a lot under a lot of people's skin. Like I think that's gonna be uh, that's a tough one. Max Markovich, Garrett Chapman, always a pleasure. Glad to be back, and uh, I will talk to you all next week. Go Hawks. All right, that'll do it for the April 17th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast. Thank you again to Max, Garrett, Robert, and Andrew for coming on today's edition of the podcast. Jam-packed show for you guys today. Um, new episode coming tomorrow, and the day after that, the day after that, because, yeah, New content coming your way at all times here on the Chase Homes Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and you're already subscribed and haven't already done so, go ahead and hit that pause button and leave this show a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you get your podcasts. Go check out my newsletter. Yeah, daily newsletter. Read all my stuff at sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com, sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Type in your email. Never miss an issue. That simple, that easy. You can also watch us on YouTube. Oh yeah, we're on YouTube. YouTube.com, type in the Chase Most Podcast. Never miss an episode if you prefer to watch this very program. You can do so. Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, Chase underscore Thomas, and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. All right, Uncle Derek, how'd I do? Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.